This is episode 398 for November 2015, and that is the Serial Killers with the cover of the Spider-Man theme, and we'll put the uh, link to that uh, YouTube video up on our thread on our message board. Look for episode 398, What Did You Think of the Show, and you can comment there. Before we get to our multiple issues of Spider Satellites, I'd like to ask for your support to make sure more episodes like this come out in the future. Uh, log on to our front page at SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal. And you can drop a couple bucks in and help us pay the bandwidth and what it takes to put up 398 episodes up on a server. All right, gang, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our Satellite Edition. Uh, we're allegedly reviewing 11 comics on this show. We're going to attempt it, and we're going to slowly add team members to this recording. At the moment, we've got George. What's going on, George? Oh, not much. You ready to plow through some issues, huh? I'm ready to plow. I'm, I'm going to plow through uh, two issues. Okay. <laughs> That'll leave us down to nine. And we have Zach. What's going on, Zach? Hey, it's going to be here. Yo, yo, and you, you're tackling a few yourself. Let me uh, read through what we're all going to review. We've got uh, Zach is going to be tackling Web Warriors number nine and Spider-Verse number five. Uh, I'll be tackling All New Avengers number one and Carnage number one. Uh, George is going to be tackling Spider-Man 2099 number one and number two. Oh, and Zach, you've also got uh, spider Oh, I already said that, Spider-Verse. Uh, Mike is going to be added to the call. He's going to be tackling Secret Wars number six. And Spider Island number four and five. So all in all, eleven comics. So George, let's tackle you first. Uh, let's tackle me. Let's tackle you. Line That's up. We're gonna tackle you. You know, was, I haven't <laughs> met Brad, but. But no, having met George, that's going to be kind of strategically impossible unless I go for his knees. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to sweep the legs, Douglas. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Consider it a Karate Kid moment, yeah. Go for the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg, Johnny. All right. Anyway. So uh, Spider-Man 2099, number one. The yeah. uh, story opens up with Miguel O'Hara taking part in Ninja USA, a ripoff of God knows how many shows we currently have where, you know. American Ninja yeah. on NBC. There you uh, go. An obstacle course show, and of course he nails it because, after all, he's Spider-Man. Well, one of the Spider-Man, anyway. But his new boss, international business tycoon and CEO Peter Parker, who isn't like Peter Parker at all, really, uh, isn't thrilled with Miguel going on TV. He's also not thrilled with Miguel hanging up the webs in the 616, or is it 717 now? Who the hell knows anymore? 659. Yeah, 659A slash 8675309. Hickman, take one. Who the F cares? Uh, and he's not all happy with the influence of Tempest, Miguel's superintendent and girlfriend, uh, with the influence that she's having on Miguel. Boy, that's rich. Peter not liking, the, you know, like someone else's girlfriend having an influence on him. <laughs> Later, we find out that Parker Industries has taken Alchemex out of the running for a new uh, for the new New York super prison, and, and that a group called Empire Unlimited is the only firm building one now. 
So apparently Parker Industries is out of the super prison business as well. I'm assuming that we're going to find out later that Regent is in control of Empire Unlimited uh, after what we saw in uh, at the end of uh, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4, number one. Um, <clears throat> back down in the bowels of Parker Industries, uh, Mickey, Ooh. Ooh. Mickey uses a time portal to check back <laughs> on 2099, uh, and that timeline is still completely devastated and ruined. Uh, he had thought that by derailing Alchemex, uh, he could change 2099's fate, but alas, it didn't, and 2099 is still a wasteland. Uh, and Miguel resolves to figure out what's still causing his home uh, or his home timeline to be ruined. Across town at Alchemex, Liz Allen, Tiberia Stone, and former Scorpion Matt Gargan are approached by the Department of Internal Security, or DIS, the <laughs> DIS, DIS, to yes. build a – Peter this, David. DIS nuts? <laughs> no, it's D's. Well, like this, you know, this uh, okay. which is what the world gives you. So, uh, <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh. Zach, you are the closest person to Ronnie Dangerfield I know right now. And I say that with affection. <laughs> no respect. I no tell respect. you, no respect. <laughs> hey, you know, when I was born, the doctor smacked my mama. <laughs> All right, uh, so so uh, Liz's Alchemex is approached by this government agency, or so so we we think, to build a prison for superpowered terrorists where they can be quote unquote questioned. Ooh, mm. sort of like a Guantanamo Bay, I guess, for uh, for super for super villains. Anyway, our story closes with Miguel and Tempest taking over the uh, talking over dinner, mostly about the relationship over the last few months and how great things are going. But before Tempest can tell Miguel she's pregnant. A car slams into the restaurant and explodes, and Tempest may have become a casualty. Oh, um, gut, gut punch. Yeah. So uh, the second volume of, of Miggy's Adventures, which were hijacked by the Spider-Verse and Hickman Wars events, uh, was, a, it was back then it was a better Spider-Man book last year than Amazing Spider-Man, than volume three. Uh, and, uh, and held against the, the most recent Amazing Spider-Man number one, it, this remains to be true. It's still better than the main book. Give me that. In fact, there's even a moment here which underscored something very important for this Spider fan. Uh, Peter Parker, as we knew him, is dead. And I've said this on the uh, – I said this when we reviewed ASM 1, 2, and 3. Um, but really, I mean, Peter's – the Peter Parker we knew has been dead for some time. Uh, he's The main book has been slaughtering this character for ongoing now since 2008. Uh, and ever, you know, ever since OMD, and you know, Peter Parker's been mishandled and bungled and reinvented again and again, uh, to the point that he's no longer recognizable. And Marvel, Marvel has a fetish now for many heroes getting reimagined with like this Tony Stark template. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see here that Peter, uh, and again, you know, over in Doctor Strange as well. Uh, you know, the original character's been so damaged, so much from Marvel's throw everything against the wall and see what slips down the slowest attitude. Uh, that Peter Peter has suffered tremendously, and you know that now that's not Peter Davis, and I mention that because Peter plays a prevalent role in this story. Yeah, <laughs> and this isn't Peter David's fault, of course. He's writing Peter consistently for how he's currently being presented in other books. But it did make me sad to see, and quite honestly, I I, I would have preferred for Miguel to have remained at Alchemex with Liz instead of working for Peter. That way, Miggy could be more of his own man and less of yet another Spider character living in the shadow of Spider Man. One, Spider-Man 2, which is Miles, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Silk, etc., etc. Excuse me. <coughs> Speaking of Alchemex and Liz... Oh, let me take a drink. Hang on. We still got the uh, the bronchitis. Uh, yeah, I'm still not 100%. Speaking of Liz and Alchemex, I'm glad they're sticking around. <coughs> Whoa! Good God, you're falling apart! Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what the hell? <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, uh, back to Alex, Alex and Liz. Uh, I'm glad they're sticking around, especially Matt Gargan, uh, who Peter David is starting to make almost as much fun as Fred Myers, you know, Boomerang from uh, from Superior Foes. Yeah. And David is doing a great job making Gargan more than just a two dimensional villain. And uh, you know, here's hey, we're all at the end of number one. We're all hoping Tempest pulls through. You know, um, yeah. Peter David did such a great job fleshing her out and making her enjoyable in, in the last volume. And that's one of Peter David's greatest strength is that he gives you these three-dimensional, vibrant, not really per- – I mean perfect with their flaws. Does that make sense? Like their flaws? Yeah. They, they're very real. He writes some of – And that's, that's why he's perfect for Spider-Man who has a bunch of flaws. I know. He, he, writes, yeah. he writes females so realistically mm. – you know, and every one of them has a distinct voice. There's no, there's no two alike. They all have their different idiosyncrasies. They all have their different personalities. And he's always just been a, a really great writer. So my review here is B. Okay. Or, pardon me, B plus. It's a, an action light story, uh, but it does a great job of staying true to Miguel O'Hara as a character and setting a new stage for Miggy to swing through uh, new adventures. Let's just hope it's not derailed and commandeered by yet another Marvel event anytime soon. Unfortunately, we know it will be. The, I mean, the problem is. <laughs> The problem is uh, 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 he, he's hand, his hands are tied having to be in the inferior Spider-Man world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, well, it, it, even when Peter shows up, we're like, oh, you know, and, I'm, and we just wouldn't want that. And this is another thing I was going to bring up when we talk about the second issue. Yeah. I, I mean, we're all Peter Parker fans. We're all Spider-Man fans. This is, this is like this, this is like the worst time for Spider-Man right now. <laughs> Which is funny because think of how many other times we've had to say that. And it's like it just keeps getting worse and worse. It's like yeah. just when you think things can't get more jackassed, they, you know, Dan Slott will surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that it's distracting now when I have to see the character in this story. I would rather this story just be about Miguel and doesn't constantly remind us that Peter is still around. I wish I could just enjoy this. Sad to say. I wish I could just enjoy it separate and apart from the bullshit over an Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I guess having Peter in is is your cons. Um, everything else is pretty much a pro. The the three dimensional. Yeah, I, I, I like Peter David's writing. I love the art by Will Sliney. Uh, this you know this book. I don't like. I didn't like Temp- looking like Tempest buying the farm because <laughs> I liked her. Peter David again, great at making you like just about every character in the damn book. Right. All right. Let's go on to the second issue. Right. Uh, so, got? on the second issue, uh, after the after the attack with the exploding car, Mickey wakes up in the hospital, and of course, he sees Peter, CEO yeah. of Parker Industries. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Miguel's in the hospital bed. He's jacked. I mean, he's got bandages all over his face. He's wired up to hospital tubes and whatnot. You know, IV drips. Right. And he's trying to talk to Peter, and, and he's you know trying to find out well what's happened with Tempest. What's happened with Tempest? Well. In walks a woman who says her name is Cecilia Monroe. She says that she's Tempest's mother and that, unfortunately, Tempest is dead and she blames Miguel. And she slaps him hard across the face. Mm. It's a gut punch after that first issue. <laughs> it is, and it is a very, it's a very gut-wrenching splash page. Right. Uh, where well, Miguel... And, and, and inadvertently, he, loses, he may have lost his own child. Yeah. Well, well, he did. Yeah, I mean, that's that, you know. She said he was pregnant. Yeah. Or, she well, said, she she's starting. Not, not he. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, well that'd be an even bigger. Uh, <laughs> Miguel is pregnant. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, 
We'd have so wait a minute, because it's been, a, it's been a, a couple days since I read this. Does Miguel know that she was pregnant? No. Okay. She didn't. I mean, the the attack happened right as she was about to tell Miguel that she was. I was just thinking, like the doctors or something would have told him. I don't know. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. I didn't catch. I didn't catch that she. No, knows. I mean, I don't know if the doctors did or not, but it's not in the comic. Yeah. So I'm assuming Peter David wants to keep that on the down low for now. That'll probably come up later if I had to guess. All right. So, uh, so you know, Miguel's trying to come to grips with it, uh, and then you know, as Miguel is wont to do, he loses his cool. Um, and, uh, he tells Peter, you know, he, he starts yelling at Peter who did it, who did it. And Peter's like, you know, it, he starts talking to Peter in a way that Peter's like, this dude is about to start just flat out call me Spider-Man, you know? And, uh, so they clear the room and it's just the two of them talking and, you know, he's like, who did this? You know? And he's like, I, you know, look, I don't know. Um, there were other attacks, you know, that happened at the same time. There were three attacks. This was just one of three. And then, uh, and then he tells him, look. You know, you need to get me out of this hotel, or not this hotel, this hospital, or, uh, you know, get me discharged, or I'm just going to go out the damn window. And, you know, Peter's, you know, and uh, Peter's like, fine, and then and then Miguel swears, he's like, I'll find who did this, and I'll kill them. And you believe it, too, boy. Yeah, well, it's Miguel O'Hara. It's not Peter Parker. Miguel has no problem killing someone what needs killing. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he'll rip yeah. your throat out, and, I mean, he's done it before, and he's even, he even tells someone... In the next story, because uh, I finally read that later tonight, but I didn't have time to review it. Uh, in the next book, he tells somebody he's going to rip their throats out. He's big on ripping throats out. He's got those claws. He's like Patrick <laughs> Swayze in Roadhouse. <laughs> he's the Dalton of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's the Dalton. <laughs> 2099, yeah. So um, we, we, we go back over to Alchemex, where, uh, where Matt Gargan is talking to Ty Stone and Matt Gargan is talking about creating a special new type of super guard to handle the super prisoners. You can already see where that's going. Yeah. Matt Gargan, the super villain, saying, "You know what we need? Super guards. You know what? I'll be the warden. You know, eff it. <laughs> you know, you can already you can already see where all that's going, right? Yeah. But uh, anyway, Peter I'll goes back. You mean I was one of them, man? Right. <laughs> Peter goes back to the scene of the crime to the restaurant where he was eating with uh, with Tempest when they got blown up. And he has Elijah do some holographic projections to recreate the attack. He sees the car. He sees a a holographic projection of the car. And then he sees a robot driving inside it. And so that's his first big clue. He goes and he talks to to one of the guys back at uh, Parker Industries where he works. And it's uh, it's Raul from the first issue, and uh, he's like a new assistant. And Raul... uh, recognizes the robot design, and he says, this is from Dr. Kronos. Dr. Kronos is the guy that taught Dr. Doom robotics at ESU. So that's why these, you know, because Peter or uh, Miguel's like, well, this looks similar to uh, something Dr. Doom would do. And this guy was like, well, or Raul says, yeah, you know, because, you know, before Dr. Doom knew anything about robotics, he learned it from this guy. Dr. Kronos is his name, which, which is a creepy name, you know. Yeah, Kronos. So Raul says, "Let me make some calls, see if I can track this dude down." Uh, Miguel says, "You know that's that's fine. Um, get back to me when you hear something." Meanwhile, he has a conversation with Elijah. <coughs> Excuse me, as he's going down into the bowels of Parker Industries to pick out which suit of armor he'll wear. Can we get past spider characters wearing freaking armor? Why that's, is that well, happening right now? Why does has, it, has it's like they, thanking me right now? At, Action figures, and he's copying. Ult- he's copying Iron Man to a T. Is this happening to other characters? Is Thor wearing jackassy armor now? 
Is Captain oh, America no, no. have to wear armor now? Who's who else is wearing armor? Okay, okay, but you've got you've got Cap, you've got Val uh, Cap, you've got Old Man Cap. Are they wearing armor? Is my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, not no, Iron Man and Spider Man are the only ones that do this shit. Why? Yeah. Why does Spider Man? Why, why maybe, Spider-Man Bat- maybe Batman. Do this? I don't know. Maybe Batman. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. They beat ass enough as it is just with their regular suits and their regular power. Why? Why do we keep needing all these suits of armor? For variant covers? Is, no, I'm serious. I mean, are these things on variant covers? Is that what's happening? Uh, who knows? I, I, I can't. I can't give you an adequate answer other than action figures. Yeah. Okay. Well, Miguel goes and gets into a suit of armor, into a suit of spider armor with jet boots. Yes, jet boots, and flies <laughs> out to an abandoned warehouse where Doctor Kronos lives. Uh, Doctor Kronos has some defenses in the abandoned warehouse. Fires some missiles at him, and Spider Man comes crashing down through the ceiling in front of Doctor Kronos, who uh, who sort of bulks up and powers up in front of him. And uh, and says, hey, you know, allow me to show you around. To be continued. There you go. What's what's your grade, sir? My grade, my my grade is a B minus. Okay. I'm sick of the not I'm that, sick of the armor. Because yeah, the 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 new suit isn't as good as the first. No, it's not. It's not. And we have armor again in the next issue. And I'm just like, dude, no, stop with the armor. Stop. I, I it, we're we're beating over the head with it. Mm-hmm. This is the new. Uh, this is the new web shooters running out of fluid. <laughs> armor is. The, remember when that became such a, such yeah. a recurring joke? During the <clears> universe. <throat> That's what the, this yeah. is. That now. Somebody Stop got way it. too excited over. It. And I don't blame Peter. I don't blame Peter David. I'm sure Nick Lowe was saying, "Oh yeah, I'll put everybody in effing armor." Peter <laughs> David's like, "Well, okay, fine. I'll put everybody in armor. Because Dan's lot one's armor. Okay, whatever." <laughs> you know, I'm just sick of the armor. Yeah. What's your What's your pros? No, I mean, I, the writing is great. I mean, the story is good. Yeah. Uh, Miguel's reaction to hearing that Tempest is dead. Uh, yeah, that's that my favorite. It's, it's odd. I mean, it's such a horrible moment, but I mean, it's the high point of the issue. He doesn't care about his secret identity No, at he all. doesn't. He doesn't. All, all he can think about is, I'll find who did this and kill them. I'm going to gut someone like a pig. Yeah, I'm going to hang somebody awesome. up by their feet and clean them out. And then have a luau. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my bad. You're the predator of the catch of the show. Right. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. All right. So B minus, and you listed your pros. Uh, good, good relaunch. I think it starts strong. It's still better than the main book. Exactly. It makes me. It makes me wish, and this won't happen. But it makes me yeah. wish Peter David could be writing Amazing Spider-Man. The oh, sad thing yeah. is that even if Peter David was writing Amazing Spider-Man and not Dan Slott. Mm-hmm. We would be we would we would keep getting you know rebooted. We'll, we'll be on it. We'll be we'll be on volume five by this time. Uh, you know next fall. Yeah, next year. Yeah, next year. We'll be on volume you. five after mm-hmm. after the next world shattering event that reboots everything, huh? You want to what? You want to book it? I'm a, well, I don't know. The last one went what a year and a half. They're they're getting faster and faster. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say I, I it's it's every year practically. I would say that we'll know by summer. By by this coming summer, if yeah. we'll know. I mean, because solicitations and everything. Well, yeah, they'll. Oh, uh, because because the, of the changes and all new number five. Oh, now wait a minute. Break. Maybe volume five will have a new writer. We're not that lucky. God doesn't. Okay. God doesn't love us that much. In, in the process of George's reviews, we've added two more team members. Welcome, Ashley. What's going on? I'm happy to be among friends tonight. There you go. And we have Mike. What's going on, Mike? I'm not pregnant. 
Uh, um, okay. <laughs> well, you, you guys were talking earlier about Miguel being, pre- you know, about pre- well, pregnancy and everything like this. So, <laughs> the weirdest, the weirdest hello I've ever had. All right. Well, hello, hello, Mike and Ashley, and goodbye, Mike and Ashley. <laughs> George is getting the hell out of here. He's got he's got a job in the morning. He's got to go to bed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so he doesn't get to hear all my great stuff about. What's happening in Secret Wars? Okay. No, uh, he, he wants. He does want to go to sleep, and that might do it. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to listen to it like everybody else. All right, out there who listens to the podcast. So, good night, Zach. Good night, Brad. Goodbye, uh, good night. spectacular Mike, and good night, Ashley. Good night, good night, good night sir. Bye. Move this person from the group, and he's gone. There you go. All right, Zach. Let's tackle your books. Okay. We've got. What do, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do um, Warriors first? All right, hit me up with Web Warriors. Okay, so Web Warriors is the number one. It's an oversized array of arachnid adventures. Ooh. <laughs> I think I just felt a chill go up my spine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, all right, so you got uh, 40,000 types of spiders in this world. Did you know that, guys? I did not. Tell me, tell me the creative team. Creative team is Mike Costa. Uh, Baldon is, uh, is the artist. Baldion, I believe, is how you pronounce it. That's Thanks. okay. Baldion is the Baldion. Baldion <laughs> is the artist, and Scott Hanna does the inks. All right, so, there you go. All right, so we. Uh, it's the, by the way, it's the same writer that did the Spider Verse. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, all right, so there, Mike Oscar, He's done. He's done several different spider-related things. He's done. Uh, he did the Marvel Adventures Spider-Man before they had the Ultimate Spider-Man All Ages line come out. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's familiar with he's been familiar to this the Spider group. Um, so we open up with a a page where it's describing about the uh, Great Web of Life. You see ver- different and various Spider-Men from the previous Spider-Verse um, saga that went on. And we could then cut to the Web Warriors, consisting of Spider-Man India, Spider-Man UK, Spider-Ham, the Amazing Spider-Girl, a.k.a. Mayday Parker. We have Spider-Girl. Or Spider-Woman at this point. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about that. It's Spider-Girl to me. Uh, <laughs> still a bit of a sore subject, but uh, we, got, we also have um, Spider-Gwen, the... Spider Woman of the moment and Aranya Girl because she will never be called Spider Girl as long as I live. Is it me or does Spider Gwen not look as cool when she just has a bald head? I kind of like the the hoodie over her head. Yeah, I get why they're putting why they're making it to where it's not over her head when she's web slinging because it's actually realistic. But yeah, yeah, she looks a lot better with the hood on. I agree. Um, I also want to point out that this is Spider Girl's new uh, uh, Amazing Spider Girl's new costume. Uh, right. Which is basically smashing together the Ben Riley suit and uh, Ben's or Ben's suit and Peter's suit. Uh, we are in the 1960s cartoon universe, so uh, we ha- have a bunch of hijinks ensue, including the meme-worthy Spider-Man sitting <laughs> behind the desk. With the <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that meme has been everywhere. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> So you have a bit of that going on, and um, so sp- <laughs> the Web Warriors actually help the uh, 1960s Spider-Man c- contain all of his Sinister Six 
before swinging in and going web, whopping web, uh, whopping web, web snappers. Yeah, there you go. Gift wrap for up for me, and it's not even Christmas. So then we have our big giant splash page and uh, saying who the creative team are. We then uh, then go to Earth zero zero one. You would think Earth zero zero one would be our Earth. But no, it's the jackassy uh, web of. Uh, it's where the, all the steampunk uh, vampires used to live with all Moreland. <laughs> yeah, it's where Moreland lived. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, if you hated <laughs> Spider Verse, and we did, <laughs> he breathed there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're an oxygen sucker. <laughs> So then they get back to base, which, remember, at the end of Spider-Verse, this became their headquarters. So yeah. we have a bit of interactions. She's, um, she still talks about, or May still talks about the fact that they, her world has a Spider-Woman, her. And uh, so basically she tells them if, uh, so what she's saying is, call me when there's an emergency. So uh, Brian Braddock, a.k.a. Spider-UK, is like, okay, fine, whatever. So she goes off. Spider India is picking up a bunch of random spiders, and they have an interaction between him, uh, him and Spider Pig. Spider Gwen, of course, shows up, but then she's she finds out she's hungry. Uh, <laughs> she finds out she's hungry. Spider Gwen feels hungry, and so they go to um, they go to Mayday Parker's where they actually eat at uh, Taco Loco because apparently every single one of the universes in Spider Man in every single one of the Spider universes has a Taco Loco. Hmm. <laughs> Gwen and and May continue to eat before does before somebody naturally has to attack because you know this is a comic book and anytime you have if they're eating lunch something's going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not it's not lunch until some some bank starts to get robbed <laughs> so Gwen and Gwen and uh. Mayday. Gwen, thank you. Holy, I it's <laughs> my first language, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Gwen and Mayday get, spring into action and are facing Electro. Well, then they find out they're facing they're facing an Electro that ap- happens to know that Peter Parker is dead. It's weird. Yeah, and that weird. they know and that they know he's Spider Man to boot. Yeah, they, and they know he's Spider Man to boot. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, May's, May grabs the guy's like, "How do you know?" Does her best Batman impression? How do you, how how does she? How did? How do you know that name? What's going on here? <laughs> Thank you. Is that McNulty or was that? No, Douglas? that was no, that was me. No, that was, that was Brad good. doing a bad imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then another Electro shows up. So you got two different Electros inside of Mayday's universe fighting against Mayday and, and Gwen. We then cut back over to Earth Double O One. With Spider Spider Noir making his obligatory appearance, being all dark and mysterious, just Back, like Batman, <laughs> just like Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, Billy. How are you? Word <laughs> of me. Uh, anyway, um, we then cut back to the fight with with Gwen and Mayday. Mayday finally figures out. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I completely misread that. Mayday figures out that uh, um, Gwen has disappeared, and the and the electros zap away. They okay. apparently kidnapped Gwen and are using her, and are using and holding her hostage. 
what they are attempting to do is to go through the web of life Electro style. Because there's not hmm. the only Electro out there. To be continued. So all the different Spider-Men are going to face all the different variations of villains, it sounds like, in this that, story. Or at least the Electro villain. Yeah, you know, that actually might be a little fun and interesting. It's not, <sighs> yeah. it's not a bad front half. Well, I, can you name all the Electros in this? I mean, I... Ugh, no. Well, there's an Egyptian exactly. Electro. There's yeah. a other guy who kind of looks like the 616 Electro, but he doesn't have the goofy headpiece. And then there's one that looks like, uh, don't you know I'm Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, that's Jamie Foxx. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. There you go. That's Jamie Foxx. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> looks like there's a female Electro. There's a steampunk Electro. There's... um. Uh, the, when you look at the web itself, yeah, there's there's a there's a ton book, of electros, ton of electros, which you know because you demanded it, right? There you go. I guess uh, possibly bait. <laughs> yep. You want to grade that story, and then we'll grade this other one. Yeah, yeah, because because I forgot to mention at the top that, that uh, yeah. Web Warriors split up into two different stories for this particular issue, and, and I want to give this a, a a B. I mean, it really wasn't bad. It kind of sets up the status quo. And there's some fun interaction with Mayday. Um, I thought Mayday was written fairly well. This is the best Mayday's been written, not not by Tom DeFalco. So um, I, I felt like it was good. Um, and I like the some fact... Some cons. Um, some cons. The artwork can be good, but it can be... Uh, I think the Electro outfits are kind of a little off. But you know, you know who this art reminds me of? Who? And I'm not a fan. Steve Scross from the 90s on wow. Amazing. Oh, well done. Bringing a clone saga. Uh, I mean that. Uh, I, he uh, he's out of comics now. I think he does storyboarding. I think he did the storyboard for the Matrix movie. That's the last I've heard. Mm. Yes, but yes. Uh, I was not a fan of Steve Scrooge's art. Steve Scro- it, it was it was too hard. It was it was. And it, doesn't it look like it? It, it does kind of look like it, especially in the faces. His yep. faces were the things that always bothered me. Mm-hmm. It was like it was trying so hard to be X Meny. Yeah. Plus McFarlane and like yeah, I, I can see I can see where you could see that yeah. particular style of artwork. All right, so this next story. Uh, go ahead, Brad. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're you're doing a good pace. Let's let's wrap this one up. Uh, this next story stars our one of our favorites. I think it was uh, Ashley's favorite. Ashley loves this character. Lady I think. Spider. I think George uh, likes I this like, one too. George right? George likes her more than I do. Oh, I'm sorry. So again, <laughs> one reason he's missing out tonight because he's got a... <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how you and and Mike are confused for each other, and Ashley and George are confused for each other, which I think is just. In what world do we live? I mean, what 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 is this? Where's your double, Brad? I don't have a. Du- I need a double, don't I? I thought well, IR was your double. Now hiring. Or your evil twin. <laughs> now hiring. Well, tonight uh, Zach thought I was Mike, so maybe I don't. <laughs> uh, how about how about uh, Bob Newhart? There you. What the hell? Yeah, I'm a I'm a 90 year old man. Okay, go ahead. Um, All right. So uh, I'm talking about like Lady Spider 70s Bob Newhart. There, Douglas. Come on, man. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> All, right. All right, McNulty, go through it. Come on. Oh, well done. All right. So, so we open the issue with um, with Lady Spider reading the newspaper back in Victorian era. Uh, version of Spider-Man. 
she is, of course, because it's a, she's a spider character, Lady Spider, a menace. So then she goes out on patrol. As she's going out on patrol, she gets to a to a rooftop where she encounters the the this particular version's uh, black cat. And there you go, Ashley. That's more like it. You know, and and of course because it is Victorian era England. Even then, her boobs look like they're about to fall out. <laughs> That's a tight corset. That <laughs> is a tight, tight corset. Corset won't actually do that. I mean, it's, I don't think I've ever seen a corset made of spandex. Yeah. Well. Wait till you get to Earth. What number is this? Well, I need to be buying my fabric from there. In Earth 803, the, the spandex corset is available. <laughs> so, uh, so then, of course, Lady Spider gives chase. She, of course, because it's you know Victoria era England, you have a masquerade party. Who's there? Um, Lord Osborne. Lord Osborne. I yeah, I forgot about that. Is that Harry or Norman? We don't know. I believe that is. Didn't Norman die during Spider Verse? Who knows? I think, I think it's I think Harry because he's the one who's trying to hit on Lady Spider and. He's mm. trying to hit her up for marriage or something. Yeah, it's, it's Harry. Yeah, it's. <laughs> see, the sad thing is, is I probably like Harry in that particular one very brief scene that I did the entire time. Uh, for issue three of Amazing. So okay. Anyway, the chase continues <laughs> before, before finally, Black Cat gets caught by Lady Spider. She's been left gift wrapped. For, uh, for the authorities. As she's constables, going, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the constables, yeah. And, uh, of course, mm, Cat then... Cat, because, okay, was it really smart? No. But Cat uh, then claws her way out, just as the... As the uh, um, just as the officers Please. arrive. Police arrive, and, of course, she sits there and talks about how it's the menace. And, uh, of course... After she walks away, she goes and gathers the painting that she stole earlier in the issue and says, See you later, Lady Spider. I don't know why I made that, like, evil or whatever, but anyway. <laughs> we don't either, but we're moving on. <laughs> uh, um, uh, they took all the silver and... Uh, who would prefer silver to gold? Who indeed? Silver with gold, who indeed? A new mystery to truth. Unravel. So they're, they're to be continued, steampunked, written by Rod. Different, Gow- different creative, team. different, yeah, different uh, creative team, and I think it's better than the first. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give this an A. I, I thought it was a, it yeah. was a fun uh, romp. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought the artwork was good, and I, yeah. I, I remember enjoying Lady Spider too. So I like that one a lot. I, is, I wonder if this book is going to be two stories, or is it just going to be one story? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then we get the, uh, the the kind of the big giant splash page, yeah. Uh, which which is kind of cool. It kind of goes through and explains to you which which um, <clears throat> which spiders are each one. I'm going to read them off. Mayday Parker, the daughter of Peter Parker, Peter and Mary Jane Watson Parker, they inherited the power, but she is torn by the responsibilities to her family, her hometown, and her team. We then have oh, I'll read the. Uh, Face front true believer, true believers type thing by, by uh, what is that guy's name? Whose name escapes me? Oh, the the one uh, Morloon that uh, that's Karn. 
Karn. Okay, there you go. Karn, all right. So Karn, uh, aka says, diving helmet guy. So diving. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we remember exactly everything. Yeah, now we remember. For him, is I didn't want to call him diving helmet guy. I wanted to actually call him by his name, but anyway. <laughs> or bucket bucket head. I don't know. Bucket. Head. No, that's that's not a lot. All right, so we got uh, he. He says, welcome, true believers, to Earth 001, the location of the web of life and destiny. The web is a three-dimensional construct of, a, of in five-dimensional space, which acts as a model for the entire multiverse and allows travel between realities. Once prowled by the inheritors, a nasty vampire-like family used to track it down. And this, see, this should have been in the very beginning of the book. I don't know why they put it at the very end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That would have been a nice little op- double-page spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, used it to track down and feast on the Spider-Men and women of various universes. The web is now patrolled by the Warriors of the Web. So then we there have we have Billy Braddock, the Spider UK of Earth eight three three, a member of the Captain Britain Corp. William Braddock lost his entire universe during the incursions and that led to that led to Secret Wars. So basically, Secret Wars is all Brian Braddock's fault. You jackass. <laughs> and now he calls Double O Earth. Double oh, Earth Double O One is home and leaves the Web Warriors as they patrol the web. Anya, you don't have to read all of them. Just read the, who's in it. We've got Pavatar Parab Harker. Pavatar Parker. There you go. Yeah. We got Spider Noir, Spider Gwen, Peter Porter, Spider Ham. You have Spider Aranya, who's eating a chicken parm sandwich in that double page spread. And you got. Uh, Aranya girl, even though she's referred to as Spider Girl. Right. So, did you like the book? I mean, you gave a B, what'd you give a B to that one? I gave, I gave the second story. Uh, the, the first story I gave an A. The second story I gave a, <laughs> uh, the first story I gave a B. The second story I gave an A. I'm going to give this a, so it's a B plus. It was really actually quite yeah. enjoyable. Is it better than the previous mini? Absolutely. The previous mini yeah, was was a disaster. Was rough. Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah. that's one of your books, isn't it? Oh yeah! I finally get to wrap that cluster up. Let's let's wrap Spider Verse number five up. We we kind of did that out of order, didn't we? Well, you know, uh, it's because I was it's because I had that one open first. Oh <laughs> good. Oh good. Let's. All right. So Spider Verse number five. Now, okay. Remember how hard how hard of a time I gave this book. You guys remember? Yeah. I remember because it, 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 it honestly it was uh, craptastic. Yeah. yeah. It was crap All right, so all right, so we and the have, artwork on this mini. Good <laughs> lord, him! I remember it's we, it's horrible. I remember we spent twenty minutes just talking about just the artwork, and rem, yeah. and remember we have old man pelvis, um, no. with okay <laughs> and amazing with George. Yeah, it was amazing uh, with Mike George. Costa writing well, it we on got, old, Well, we got old man pelvis versus claymation is what we got in this one. Yeah, <laughs> this, cla- this does look like claymation. Yeah, on, no, I apologize, Andre. Arahu? Yeah, we've 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 dogged, we've dogged your entire um, series, but uh, Sorry. all right, you can still draw better than I am, but I'm not in comics. Yeah, but I can't draw like uh, Jr. says a straight line with a straight edge. So yeah. remember, Aranya uh, Aranya girl doesn't even look like, look like a woman, and barely <laughs> does does Spider Gwen, but uh, this or Spider Ham doesn't even look like a pig. Yeah, he kind of looks like a squatty short dude. All right. <laughs> So we um, we have Braddock, uh, Sp- Spider-Man India, we have Spider-Gwen, we have uh, Spider-Man Noir, Spider- Spider-Ham, and Aranya Ar- Girl as the team. We pick it up from last issue, because remember, the Peter Parker of this particular universe, uh, 
is uh, revealed to be alive and powerless, and Norman is with on goblin gliders with the entire Sinister Six tailing him on goblin gliders, looking to possibly kill him. Including Freddie Mercury Craven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freddie Mercury... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so we got Freddie Mercury Craven, the uh, lumpy... Um, <laughs> we've got uh, yeah. definition Sandman and uh, <laughs> do you say low definition Sandman? <laughs> yeah, low definition Sandman. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Oh. Electro in another ugly costume. <laughs> in a electro costume, it was just wow. Right on that first page, we're talking clones. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're talking clones on the very first page. I'm so excited, right? You go. If I'm not excited for clones, you've done it wrong. I guess so. All right, so we we then get over to the uh, one of the female Thors attacking the was uh, uh, attacking Captain Britain and Spider-Man India, and it looks like is that supposed to be a Rania girl? Because that doesn't even look like a girl. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a girl. That's kind of a girl. and a pig and, and the pig. We then have, <laughs> we then have Spider Gwen show back up. Uh, to the building from last issue, and and then all of a sudden we have a giant bolt of lightning revealing below the fight that's ensuing. Uh, probably one of my favorite parts of the entire uh, entire issue is is Noir going, "Hey, use your help down here." Yeah, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Peekaboo. Yeah. Then have, then have um, uh, powerless Peter. Web slinging. <laughs> that should be an ongoing. Powerless Peter. Powerless yeah. Peter. Web Powerless Peter. He can't do shit. He's got a theme song, but it's he just can't quit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Powerless Peter. Yeah. I mean, here's the sad thing: is like it's like the Sinister Six are just kind of following from following him from behind, and and they're just kind of being like they're like derper derper. We're going to follow you from behind, there, buddy. You know, this is embarrassing. We, you know, you don't even have powers. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. It's like physically hurting him to web-sling through the city. Norman then is such an asshole because because he just sits there and, and shoots a sparkly beam, cuts off Peter's web line. And then, and then, of course, because we have to, have, because, you know, it's not comics without a direct homage to uh, ASM 38, he then gets wrapped up in the cable and he's, being hurled around, dragged around through the city, going back to Oscorp. So when I real quick, when I read that, the picture where the horizontal panel where Norman is shooting his laser finger <laughs> to cut the web, the 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 background just took me back to 1982, because that building looks like the video game, the Atari Spider-Man video game that you had to crawl, you had to zoop and crawl up to get to the Goblin to the top. It looks almost exactly oh, like that. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm just seeing things in it, but it looks. Or you're exactly maybe, or you're giving this comic too much credit. Is basically. I think I am. <laughs> yeah. Mainly because the building is so primitive, like it's Atari graphics. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they're supposed to be windows, but uh, they're not really well defined enough to be windows. See, that's that's kind of what uh, you thought when you played the Atari game. But go ahead. Anyway, so we we then cut back to our Thor fight because you know this is this is Secret Wars and, and Secret Wars doesn't have enough Thors. Yeah. Um, so so then Braddock's idea, and for some reason, Braddock's idea is like, let's all hit him at the same time. So 
Spider-Ham become, comes off as, as incompetent because he actually literally has to ask, hey, coach, what can I do? Like, <laughs> yeah, Send in the pig! <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hey, I learned I, I can get it, hit real hard and not get hurt. Watch this. That's because it's a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then he gets then he like like tries to tries to jump at Thor and, and Thor just knocks him around like a little wuss. <laughs> <laughs> if you get hit by a hammer from Thor and you're at the end of it, you want a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, if it's, I mean, if, what the hell? If it's still looking for you, you know, that might be a completely different reason you want a sandwich. Uh, I mean, if Thor's hitting seriously. you, you're like, you know what I mean. Oh, oh, I see what you know. Oh, uh, oh, you and your, you and your innuendo. Uh, no, says the kid. <laughs> so yeah, he hits he he hits oh. like 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 Brad just alluded to. He hits uh, a Thor hits Spider Pig so hard that he wants a sandwich. Okay, that's supposed to be, <laughs> but it's not. I don't know. It's just and then like Electro shows up to crap his pants. He's like, hey, you're the Electro girl, right? <laughs> and they're like, and he, and they're like, he's like, yeah. So, what do you want me to do? Is that a god? He's like a god of thunder. I mean, lightning, right? There's got to be something somewhere there properly, right? So, terrible looking Electro decides to, to fire. <laughs> terrible, powerless Peter. Terrible looking Electro and sandwich eating pigs. Okay, and this just tells, <laughs> just tells yeah, you how pretty Lord is because after he zaps her, you have the little, um, the little teardrop they put in manga. Or anime, <laughs> it's like, oh come on, stop it. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so then Spider Gwen has to save terrible looking Electro's ass from you know getting zapped into next week. Uh, then, then um, uh, terrible looking Electro then zaps the uh, the helmet that brought brought. Um, she Electro, she Electro, she Thor to the forefront. So this is their basically they're making this plan on the fly. Aranya girl then goes into the other room and tries to tries to hook everything up and basically create a time loop. And then she's like, "No, step away from that." And so uh, she Thor gets sucked into um, the vortex and blows up half of half of Oscorp. Osborne is like just pissed off. He's like, "What the hell happened to my building?" Like this is New York, and it's Tuesday. That's what happened to your building. So, instead of sucking her in, she's just found. She's just laying uncom- uh, unconscious. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so Norman then slaps on the VR helmet from VR Troopers and says, "From your play, <laughs> I will make a new world." And I will make wonders. So then Peter's a, be, Peter's being escorted and arrested. And <laughs> Peter's like, here I thought I was going to be boring, but instead I hallucinate a, a little cartoon animal versions of me. Oh, Goblin Gas is starting to kick in. <laughs> He's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. Well, if you're Spider-Man, you guys that make them the bad guys, huh? <laughs> He's like, Norman likes you, so don't make us hurt you. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. I get real hard and not get hurt. <laughs> so Norman's like, "Yes, I can feel like the, okay." The dialogue in this found, it sounds like it's a bad '90s cartoon show. 
Yeah. It's like, yes, I can feel the power challenging through me, God himself. <laughs> I will weave the entire strands of reality. And he's like, I will watch a few spots. And he's like, stop. <laughs> so now he's completely brain. <laughs> oh, so then the Sinister Six show up with, you know, goopy, goopy uh, Sandman. Um, Goofy-ass looking scorpion who looks like he's got the old man hips. You got Freddy, you got Mercury uh, Craven, and uh, Vulture who looks like he stole his wings from Angel. <laughs> he does. He does. Like, what? So, <laughs> and so, like, Gargan's sitting there starting to uh, act like he's going to take charge. <laughs> Noir sneaks up behind him and is like, dude, bullet head. Just stop. Give up now. <laughs> so, of course, they all surrender. And, uh, poor, poor Sam, man. He gets thrown in a freaking plexiglass. <laughs> and the rest of them get tied up. Uh, so you got Freddie Mercury, <laughs> Freddie Mercury Craven. Doesn't it look like Peter Porker's taking a crap on the chair? Uh, I mean, just, just sad looking art. I mean, just bad. <laughs> just this. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. So what? We wrap this up with what? It'd be nice to share the responsibility for a change. I guess is the yeah. Basically, the the, the whole moral of the story is nice to share the responsibility for a change. Yeah. That is today's after school special, brought to you by PBS. So, what's your grade, sir? Ass. It's an uh, <laughs> it's, it's an so it's an A. <laughs> F, this is ass. <clears throat> this is F, ass, okay. F for ass. Is there any pros? I guess the one Spider-Man noir thing you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. It's like, it's like, yeah. noir is like, hey, you know, you know, we could probably use your help here. You know, it, he's kind of, he, he's probably the, comes off the best in, out of all of this, because he's just yeah. kind of nonchalant with the whole thing. But, but look, I think Costa was, was handicapped by the fact you had to do a Secret Wars event. Or tie in, and I think it it, can, it shows in the writing that there his heart wasn't in it. The artwork was just as as I've commented, you know, Freddie yeah. Mercury Craven. Looked, just put together so quick. Yeah, it was it was slapped together with duct tape and uh, yeah, and hope for the best. And, and the sad thing is, you could have skipped this entire series and you just gone to Web Wars since that was actually the thing which led off of uh, Spider Verse anyway. So. Yeah, true. It, yeah. It's just it, it was a colossal waste of time. If, if you paid your hard-earned money for this, um, I'm sorry. You need to invest Man. more wisely in your money if you bought if you bought the series. Yeah. How, how many? There's five issues, four bucks a piece. That's twenty dollars for this miniseries. <laughs> Save it, huh? Save your twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Save your twenty bucks. All right. Uh, uh, that's, trades, you know, even if you if you get the trade and it's fifteen bucks, still save your fifteen bucks. This was uh, it's <laughs> utterly forgettable. Unless you're completed. If they're, if they're giving it away on the corner, don't take it. <laughs> no, I mean. It, okay, you, if they're giving away that, free, you take it. Okay. Yeah, you, you're giving away for free. Take it, but that's funny. All right, Mike, you're up. You want to go Secret Wars now? Well, since number we're all, six. Since we're already in that uh, camp, right. sure. Um, we're, we're, give us a brief description of what's going on, but stick mainly to the Spider-Man story. Oh, sure. Um, if Spider-Man's barely in this. If people <laughs> can remember what happened during Secret Wars, given all the delays it's had, but that's okay. Um, yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to be 
skipping over, <laughs> we'll be skipping over five because, well, there's not much Spider-Man stuff in there. But suffice to say, basic uh, brief summary of that one is that after Doctor Doom, oh, wait, no, excuse me, after the refugees from the life raft, um, our heroes and villains scatter, after Doctor Strange scattered them to the, to the four quarters of Battle World and Doctor Doom uh, killed Strange, Doom basically said, oh, there's these guys and these and these other these other guys, these survivor saints, they they're the one who killed Strange and we want to I need I want you guys to I want my the Thors and the future foundation to hunt them down. Okay. Now when we open up with issue six, it's three weeks later. So there's a whole when, po- so there's like three weeks so which means yeah, there's a big chunk of story that we don't get to see. Um mm-hmm. while the and so while this is happening, Valeria and the Future Foundation are trying to find um, you know these guys. You know, find that find the sort right of folks. Um, Reed Richards and of Earth six one six and the evil Ultimate Reed Richards are kind of collaborating together, and they're coordinating with the other survivors because they're trying to throw in pockets of rebellion and a uh, sort of sort of rebellion without throughout Battle World. Basically. Um, and also. Yeah. Um, read it, the reeds are sending out probe or like energy probes because and they you know to see where okay where is the source of um, doom's power coming from and so who does he send out to find that he find he sends out <laughs> um, and obviously this is taking place after ultimate end which still which still hasn't wrapped up but he yeah. sends out our two spideys peter yeah. and miles and Peter and Miles, they go to Castle Doom, because that's where, hey, naturally, that's where you're going to find the power source for Dr. Doom's powers is at his home base, right? So, you'd think. Yeah, obviously. So, they go to the, um, and so, Spidey's got one of these detector, well, both, well, Peter does. Oh, it's got to be confusing trying to figure out which, you know, I'm so it's going to be, so you'll know. But Peter, he's got one of these detectors and saying it doesn't make any sense. There's six, it's, He's detecting the source like 60 to 70 feet underground. And so when they get there, they find Valeria's there. And, of course, Peter recognizes her and says, hey, hey, Val, it's me, Spider-Man. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. And I have no, and she lists, and she grabs the device out of his hand. It's like, okay, he's like, because she recognizes because their team, because the Future Foundation have found earlier probes in this, and, he's, and he tells, and so she tells Peter, yeah, whoever made this, tell him he does shoddy work, and Peter's like, well, it's kind of your dad that made it, and he says, and of course, she has no idea who he's talking about, and so she tells him that the, what they're looking for is underneath this, this, stat, this, stat, this series of statues, and there's a secret entrance under there that she found earlier, and she then asks him, so, were you guys the people responsible for killing, uh, you know, Doctor Strange? And he says, and, Sp- and Peter says, no. And she says, that's why I did, that's why I thought. And so she tells him, she's not going to go in with them. So, so both Peter and Miles they go underground, and we find, under go down these steps, and there's this white void with these floating rocks in there, and floating upside down is our old buddy, the Molecule Man. 
from the original from Secret the original Wars. Secret Wars. Yeah. And so he's kind of like saying he's talking about all this stuff about how everything is like a puzzle pieces that are not trying to fit and they don't belong together. And he's hungry and he says, "Oh, hello, Spider Man." He he's kind of expecting them, and Peter's like, "Oh boy, it's this guy and everything." And so the Molecule Man asks both Spideys, "Do you have something to eat?" And Peter says, "Well, no." And then Miles goes says something which I thought I would never read in a spider <laughs> in a comic ever. There's a hamburger in my pocket. And, and he's happy to, and the molecule man's happy to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff, I don't know where <clears throat> in his costume he gets this hamburger out of it out of. I don't really want to know, but he pulls this he pulls his hamburger out from the nether regions of his suit. And mm. and so Because you keep a hamburger in your front pant pocket, right? Well, it's a very well, it's a palm-sized hamburger, so it looks like it might be maybe a White Castle or something. I don't know, but it's it's because uh, I mean, but oh no, actually, you can read the writing. It says it's a double, it's a double something or other. So it's yeah. so it looks like it's probably like it's McDouble or something. Yeah, or so, even in the Doom world, there's McDonald's, right? <laughs> And so Peter's like, and I'm going to read this dialogue verbatim between, yeah, because he says, this. so Peter goes, how do you forget you have a hamburger in your pocket? And Miles, we've been busy. Peter, it's a hamburger. Miles, hamburgers are what I like. Puberty is rough, Pete. I'm starving all day long because I'm going to be big. Peter, <laughs> no, Miles. I mean, where did you get it? Don't say your pocket. Miles, from home? You know, my Earth, Peter. So you're telling me that's an eight-year, three-week-old hamburger. Miles, I don't think the, spe- the suspended animation counts. Peter, okay, so that's a three-week-old hamburger. Miles, yeah, Peter, and Miles. Oh, man, I shouldn't, he shouldn't eat that. But of course, the molecule man does, and he's like, "Oh!" Before you can say, uh, you know, nom nom nom. Yeah, before you can say uh, E. coli, he eats it down quick and says he's, it's really good. And so he's like, and he feels all nourished and satisfied, and burps, you know, and and so Peter goes, "Okay, we were sent to try to find." Tells the molecule man, "We were sent to try to find Doom's power," and then the molecule man goes, "You're looking at him." There you go, mystery solved with a hamburger. That's right. <laughs> and the rest of the issue goes off about how they're talking about the different, you know, areas in Battle World, how they're trying to start, you know, like start the different rebellions, and yeah. three more Black Panther team up, and Black Panther gets the Infinity Gauntlet. But so, yeah. So, but yeah. So what? what what's your grade on this one? Um, this is kind of a B minus kind of thing. Again, I mean. It's kind of slow going still. It's still kind of developing. I think the Isaac Rebix, um, who does the art on this, is I think it's decent in places and stuff. Again, he still seems to only have two facial expressions throughout the whole thing. Um, there's also, I think, Hickman. I, I liked, for instance, that scene with Spidey and stuff like that. That was just... <laughs> I actually did like that scene with the whole banter back and forth. I wish we kind of, I, I wish I, we kind of had more of that in in this in the comic. There's here. no, there's hardly in any humor. humor in that I song. know that, that was a nice little diversion. Absolutely, and um, yeah. but yeah, it was just a you know nice little scene that we got actually got out of that thing. So okay, but what was your grade again? Um, I probably give it like about maybe a you know B minus or so a little bit. I mean, again, it's it's 
it's uh, are you digging Secret Wars? It's I'm, I'm it's, just dra- gonna, I'm, it's dragging its it's dragging yeah. its butt big time. Yeah. I mean, I, not just because of the delays thing, but it's also just because of the way it's just kind of how to try to build this whole thing up. It's I don't just, think this is eight issues of a story that needs. It's to be told. nine now. Or nine. I don't think we need to pad it this much. Well, no. The reason, well, the thing is, the the final issue was supposed to be, from what I understand, it was supposed to be double size. So- it's supposed to be, you know, double size. But they decided, oh no, Marvel decided in their infinite wisdom, hey, we're we're making bank on this. Let's let's drag this out. Let's make more issues out of this. So yeah, it's just, I, I've lost interest. Oh yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, and and of course, and 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 um, issue seven, which is also came, which it came out. Uh, by the time we're recording this thing, it doesn't have any kind of the Spidey-related stuff in it. It's bit, but it has a lot of zombies. But <laughs> we're good. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's go back to this the island. Oh, actually, before we do that, Zach has to go. Zach, I appreciate you coming on, bud. Uh, yeah, uh, I got a job. <laughs> job. Pay the bills, baby. Yeah, I got Oh yeah, especially right. And first, there were five Spider-Men. Now there are three. What? Remember the seven little super friends? Seven oh, little yes. Super. We scared oh, him off, our, Mike. And Yeah, I know. We did. We did. Your neck, Brad. Uh, <laughs> if I leave, y'all are just talking on the phone. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, man. Zach, get some sleep, bud. See that. All right. See you, Zach. Bye. All right. Okay, Mike, we're going back to the island. Okay. Oh, yes. The island. Um, The Spider Island. uh, I'm going to now I'm going to basic the way I'm going to do this. um, I'm going to talk about both four and five because, you know, both because the first stories, which are by Christos Gage and Paco Diaz, are pretty short. Um, And then I'll I'll do the backups for them. Mayday stuff. Okay. So for number four, so issue four, we have um, now if you remember last if, if you can remember last time. Uh, the resistance, led by uh, Flash or Agent Venom, aka Flash Thompson, they had to flee because the the Spider minions of the Spider Queen found found their base, and and Tony Stark, who became a Green Goblin version of Iron Man, got killed, and so now they're going back to the ruins of the Avengers Mansion, and so they're kind of and so the team they're looking through digging through all this stuff, and then and of course. You know, Flash is saying we got to take the fight to the, to the, you know, the, um, you know, the Spider Queen, and there, of course, you got the obligatory thing about, you know, you know, and then we get to annoyance number one that I have with Peter. There's actually, you know, this is the first one where he basically says, you know, how Flash has been continuously bonded with the symbiote since it started. He says, and you know, it makes people more violent and aggressive. So it's kind of almost like doubting his, like, are you sure you're going to be, you know. He only brings up this point now, the fact that he's leading this, you know, the team. But mm-hmm. and but Flash is like, oh no 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 no. Where I'm, you know, I you know ever since the Queen took over, we kind of the Symbian and I, we've kind of had like a, you know, sort of a partner. You know, understand I need a clear head and stuff like that. So now it's, um, so we're in good spot, and everyone says, okay, yeah, Flash is a good, good ideal choice for the for the leader, of course, which we sometimes don't establish. And so Peter. He decides to give Flash um, the big time Tron suit that he has, that the one that yeah. with the Sonic suit, because it can block out the uh, Queen's Sonic blasts. So, and thereby it will prevent uh, the also prevent uh, Flash from being weakened because since, he's, since the symbiote is immune to sound attacks, that way he'll have sort of an extra. Armor, if you will, if you added to it. I know we've been talking about armor, but 
on this yeah. podcast, but there you go. Um, so, and our friend Stegron busts out a familiar gun. Oh, yes, he does, which I'm sure, <laughs> and this is why I'm kind of, and I'm sure when George is listening to this, um, he'll yeah. be he'll be going to static here. The meat gun. The, the meat retro gun. the retro regeneration ray that he yep. um, puts meat on the dinosaurs again. Yeah. Yes, I mean so, and because while and because so, while the Spider Queen is is whining about how you know we we got to you know we've got to get after the other you know surviving things and telling uh, Spider J Jonah Jameson about how you know make sure you do not fail and stuff. Stegron is part of this big plan goes to the natural history museum and he and he takes and he, and he of course he finds of course all the di- you know, all the skeletons of the dinosaur remains he says and he tells he says rise brothers take back what is yours and he's like zaps <laughs> them up and then and of course the army of spider people that are standing outside the mystery museum they hear this rumbling and yeah. in a two page spread which i imagine george, george would love this which i imagine george has already Blown up a thousand fold, put over the head, on, put it on a ceiling above his bed. So right click just, save as uh, yes, wallpaper. So he can yep. just bask in all of its sexy glory. It's a great looking panel. <laughs> yes, it is. It's one. It's it's um. So we've got a stampede of dan- dinosaurs storming out of the Natural History Museum, stomping on top of these um, these spider Hell people yeah. with Sagron. Right on top of a brontosaurus with his fist in the air going, Die, insects, the dinosaurs reclaim this world. And he just, yeah. And he just, you know. That's so funny. It's just one of those things. And then in reaction to this, <laughs> spider, the, the spiderized J. John Jamie goes, Oh, yeah. Well, he kind of, Stegron kind of did this before. <laughs> and then the Deja vu! As Spider, and of course, Spider Queen just gives him the back of the hand and calls him imbecile! Yeah. And then, you know, and he says, and Jonah, Spider Jones says, don't worry, it will be fine. It's okay. We're, we still got a chance. But then all the rest of the strike team comes in, um, you know, Cap Wolf Vision, and, you know, you know, Vampire. Carol and you know yeah. Lizard MJ and Lizard Hulk and all this stuff and so they come in there and and eventually and they you know give him a you know Spidey makes a good quip about how Jonah's always kind of red faced now because he looks like a spider and they're and they're just you know and Cap Wolf is doing all this stuff and so they're Spider Queen's throwing him back with the spider with her scream thing except since Flash has got the um, the suit the the, the the soundproof suit on, he comes in and he just shoots her a couple times and they're like, you know, and everyone's like, don't let up and everything. And then, and then, then we get to annoyance number two with Spidey where he basically says, Oh wait, are they going to kill her? Cause he's of course, if Spidey's not, you know, he, of course he's not into killing bad guys, right? but they're like, and of course they're saying, Okay, so they're telling Flash, you know, you've got to finish her off. And he's, Flash is kind of hesitating. And then Peter's going, well, are we sure? There's got to be another way. And then everybody is telling Peter and Flash, look, you have to kill the Spider Queen. Cap Wolf, Mr. Mo- the guy, the Morris Moral guy in this bunch is telling him, you've got to kill the Spider Queen. Lizard Carly Cooper, 
is telling <laughs> telling them, you've got to kill the Spider Queen. Even Lizard Mary Jane is saying, you've got to kill the Spider Queen. <laughs> but of course, do they kill the Spider Queen? They do not. They she evolves. Not. She evolves. Because remember, the original Spider Island event, she kind of metamorphosized into a giant spider. Oh, and of course, she also does a little line, you know, throws in a line thing about how uh, there was a little... There's a little nod in here about how when when Flash goes, um, he says, you know, that's the choice we have. He says, that's the choice we have to make, Pete. It's not just for ourselves, for everyone. Change or die. And the Spider Queen goes, not change, evolve. Get it? Because it's evolve or die, you know. And then. What's your grade on this first story? um, I kind of give this probably about, I mean. I'm giving it about a C plus. I'm not. It's not because it's bad or anything. It's just goofy as all get out. But I think yeah. there's a couple times where there's a little bit because Christos gauged out all these vo- these issues. He did this thing where he kind of throws in a lot more exposition at the beginning of every issue. Kind of it's very old school kind of stuff. Like you have to recap what you just read the last month. And in this case, it kind of gets a little bit annoying. And also, I kind of feel like yeah, that like I was talking about Spidey being annoying saying, yeah, I understand it's in character for him, you know, not to, you know, what, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you can kind of see it's the obvious, oh, we've got to, you, you have the chance to finish her off and you don't take it. And then of course we're going to have the final boss round kind of stuff. But, but anyway, but yeah, it's, I mean, the art's okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty standard stuff, you know, real real quick, the Mayday story, Uh, the Mayday story, um, well, the first part we have, um, we have, of course, Home Pym, the Red Queen. She's just triumphing about how you know, oh, she's now she now owns the Avengers, and she's like, I own all you idiots, and Enthrall is there, and she's saying, and but Mayday, um, she oh, who is he's, she's playing Possum, not Spider Possum, but she's got so because she's still trying, she's trying to recover, and she pulls out her cell phone, and she's able to call. Um, um, able to call, I think it's, um, I think this is, um, this might be Normie Osborne. Yeah. Okay. That's right. She calls Normie Osborne and, you know, Phil and, uh, Phil Yerg's there. And then of course, and also in the company at this coffee shop and that's where, and, um, and of course, Ben, and of course, uncle has been is also with them because they've been talking to, talking to each other about, you know, made and stuff. And so, um, and of course, they get a message there. And so just as um, I think uh, Scott, uh, what is he? What is he? Oh, Scott Lane is about to be mm-hmm. killed. Um, in com- you know, Mayday comes to and knocks and, you know, comes to the rescue. And, and at that also, and then so she's trying to fight, you know, trying to fight all these guys, you know, trying to fight them all, all the possessed Avengers off by herself. And, and, at that moment, in comes the rest of the folks. In comes like, um, in comes like the you know the heroic Green Goblin, and of course, um, Dark Devil and 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 Uncle Kane, and um, I think Hornet's there. And some, you know the vif- different other heroes saying, and just as and there, and just as she's about as it about to come in, um, you know, uh, I think uh, <sighs> Hope Pen tells Enthrall to kind of uh, command. Uh, Cassie Lane to kill her father, and of course this would re- I know, and of course this make Mady's tells no, and of course Zack Zack Zack, and it's a stupid concluded. 
Yeah. Which is going, we're going to go to the next issue, you know, for Spider Island number five. Right. So. And great on that one, you think? Uh, it's probably about maybe uh, roughly about the same. I mean, it's just kind of. Yeah. I, I think it's just. I think. I, I think I might have mentioned this before. I kind of wish that the. Um, well, I'll probably talk get into it a little bit more when I get when I discuss the final backup of this. Uh, right. But I mean, it's basically I kind of wish that uh, the Fal- Dom DeFalco and Ron Ferns who did the backups of thing. If this was actually maybe, if they actually did like maybe a one, like this was actually maybe in one issue or maybe just like another. Uh, a series, a side series thing, like because yeah. you're kind of wondering why is this in this back? Why is it in this in this comic in a way? Because it kind of feels like it should be kind of feels like it should be, have its own book to, story to tell, rather than just being right. shoved in the back in the in this issue like an afterthought. So, um, okay, what's wrong? Oh no, I'm still here. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Let's go to issue number five. That's then. Right. So wrap it up. We have Spider Island number five, also written by Christos Gage and, and, and illustrated by Paco Diaz. This is the grand finale. Now, in this issue, we've got the Spider <clears throat> Queen is now huge and huge and giant. She's stomping through the heroes, and you know, and and then of course there's another, and of course, M- Lizard MJ falls off the building, and 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 of course. Peter's got to come to the rescue for her because you know no no big sky of Mary Jane no from him but anyway um, and so there and so Peter's telling him we got we got to do we got to retreat this is too much and then Flash is like no I did that once before I am not going to let this happen again and so he charges at the Spider Queen guns blazing and she's trying to do her sonic scream at him but he keeps on resisting. And he has, and he and the symbiote come up with this plan, and that is that he that Flash tells the symbiote, tells the symbiote, you know what you have to do. So the symbiote takes over the Spider Queen, like he does, like this whole thing wraps around, you know, kind of like, you know, yeah. wraps around her, and she, and the, and of course when he does that, the symbiote. It kind of starts to you know take control of her and force her off the building, and Flash, without the symbiote, he falls you know relatively. Um, is he not able to survive without the I symbiote? I think that's what it is. It's kind of unclear. I think it. I think that was the impression I got. Yeah, I'm reading it that way. Yeah, because so so Peter catches him, and so and there's a and there's actually a pretty nice moment here where the um, where the Spider Queen is off trying to offer the symbiote. He says. You know, wait, you could rule by my side. I can give you a stronger, I can be a stronger host body. He says, you owe Thompson nothing. He was just another host. And then the symbiote tells her, not just a host. He was my friend. There you go. Which I thought that was cool. So the symbiote became a hero. Becomes a hero. And he throws her off the build, you know, makes her throw off the building Fall, I guess it's oh, whatever it's Avengers Tower. I forgot is there on Avengers Tower or something. But they fall and there's a big sticking crunch and she's like, oh. And of course, the symbiote's kind of dead from this. I don't know how, but we'll let's just let it go at that. It's ama- it's Spider-Man three logic. Yeah, right. Yeah, it falls <laughs> off the building and somehow the symbiote right. crushed. But but who's gonna eat? Who, who's at the bottom of the building? Well, there's where Garris, where uh, George needs to be. Um, you know, yeah, to have another big channel thing because. Here, because just as when the Spider Queen is thinking, "Oh, I still have a chance," here comes Stegron riding on a pat on a herd of, di- of T Rexes and Velociraptors, 
who's basically telling tells him, There, my brothers, for countless millennia you have gone hungry, but now Stegron gives you a feast. There and you go. basically it's Stegron's not doing small panels. No, man. it's all to make up for the fact that remember he got knocked out, you know, by the Spider Queen and, and, and turned human and stuff. So he's making up for lost time for that, you know for that, yeah. for that botchery. Um and then we get of course and we get back up on the top of the roof, all the heroes and 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 Peter and friends and they're gathered around Flash, who's kind of on his last moments here, and then he says, because they can't do anything to revive him without the symbiote, and so he's, um, and Flash tells Lizard Betty, he says, I'm, that I'm sorry for all the secrets and lies, I, I really did love you the best I could, and he, Flash also apologizes to Peter for giving him such a hard time all those years, and says, he says, there's a nice little scene. Oh yeah, it's a, I mean, if it, I mean, it would be if this was actually kind of if you were going to try to write the final Flash moment, uh, this yeah. would be a nice. This is actually kind of a nice one. I mean, it's like showing yeah. them that you know you were always he saying Flash saying you were always my. Friend. I I had flashbacks again of Spider Man Three where mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know Harry oh, Osborn yeah. very himself very much so. of the building and yeah you know. yeah that's very yeah it's very reminiscent and so yeah. and so Flash um, dies. Um, as the savior of Spider Island, in, or at least Secret Wars' version of Spider Island. And then we get a character who I'm sure George will massively disagree when I say this, who is probably cooler than Sagron. Uh oh, no, no, no. No, because Sagron <laughs> even. No, no, no. Because no. Sagron even said, <clears throat> gives him his full endorsement, too. And that is. Uh, Dino Thor. Dino Thor, there you go. <laughs> Di- Dino, because every, because after all, every region of Battleworld has to have a Thor, and this one happens to be a half man, half dinosaur with the power of Thor. <laughs> and Stegron says, "I am aware," yeah. and Stegron approves. Yes, yeah, he's just, he's not related. With like a nail gun. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not there. He's not. He's not related to Stegron, but Stegron gives him his full. One hundred percent endorsement, and the rest of the issue, he Stegron approves this message. Yes, <laughs> and the rest of the thing is Dinothor. Dinothor is trying to tell him, like, okay, it sounds like dinosaur when you say exactly, like that. Exactly, that's the whole point. It's it's, it's, it's like one of your puns, Brad. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Dinothor, <laughs> yes, but Dino, but Dinothor is basically there because he says, well. Since the Spider Queen is dead, we gotta have you got You have to have a new Baron to rule this the region of of to rule this area, and so everyone kind of thinks that hey, Peter, you can run this place. And Peter's like, well, okay, I guess I'll have to do it. But he says, do we? Ha-? He says, and then so Dino Thor says, then hail Baron Spider Man of Spider Island. And then Peter's like, well, we can't call it Spider Island anymore because there are there are people who are still spiders, but there are now also people who are um, living vampires, lizard people, uh, dino you know, <laughs> uh, dinosaur people, and now oh and they've added bird people to the mix because one. <laughs> So we get this. God. So we get this image of in Central Park where we have like <laughs> spider people, like they're like uh, yeah, the you know the you know the the, vamp, the living vampires and the werewolves are all you know yeah. out for a, out in Central Park, out in Central fun. Park, and then flying around. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> what's what's so, a great on this one? Man? Well, if it if it just ended with the 
Well, considering how this last scene completely ruined the it Flash, did, yeah. the Flash death scene, I'd give this again like about a C. <laughs> Just take it down a little bit oh, for you. Yeah, <laughs> but this scene was so ridiculous anyway. It's like, because look, the lizard's like rowing a boat, man. It's <laughs> lizard rowing a boat. You got this guy with the eight. We got this. Would it be a B without this last page? I think it might be a B minus a little bit. I mean, okay. I mean, on the one hand. It's still a what if issue, and it's really, and unfortunately, it's not. It's not going to matter because, again, Secret Wars is going to get rid of all this stuff anyway. But it's the thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, overall, I kind of thought this series is not supposed to be. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's just goofy fun. It's just because it just have all these goofy transformations happening and everything else, and it just. <laughs> I mean, it's. A Spider Gwen, I mean Spider Girl. My goodness. Yeah. Sorry, spider- well, a Spider Woman, as they're calling her. Although we oh. still call her Spider Girl, as far as we're concerned. Yeah. Well, of course, if we when we get back to the final uh, part of uh, DeFalco and Ferns's uh, Spider Mayday Parker story, um, she of course, you know, uh, Cassie misses her dad because Mayday manages to jump ahead of time and, and move him out of the way. And so, for a while, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of, he says, you know, Mayday tells, you know, you know Scott Lane, don't worry, I'll, I'll get to your daughter and everything. And so, she, so Mayday and Cassie, they tussle, and she's trying to say, you know, um, and, she's, and while she's doing that, she's trying to tell the rest of, the rest of her allies to avoid Enthrall's eyes. And so, and of course, um, and so, Enthrall at one point takes possession of Kane, because, um, you know... She calls an arrogant an buffoon. Arrogant buffoon! <laughs> yeah. And it says... And so... And then so, Mayday kind of realizes, well, I still have Dark Devil. Because it turns out the Dark Devil... Um, oh, well, Dark Devil has a... I guess if for those who've read the MC2 universe, he's, he's like, he has a... He has part demon. I guess there's a real mm-hmm. complex thing about him. I guess because he's because yeah. you know he's been because he's Ben Riley's son, but he's also got a little devil in him. Demon. Yeah. So he so Mayday tells who's who's his mama. I can't. Remember. I think it might have been um, what was it Riley Tyne or something? No, not yeah. Yeah, yeah something I think like that. Been, yeah. yeah, one of the yeah. It was from that Lost Years miniseries, wasn't it? That's right. I that's think right. it might have been. Where's Zach when we I need know, him? Zach, <laughs> Zach knows this stuff. Back that's right. Forwards. But um, so Mayday tells Dark Devil to let Enthralla, you know, take control of him, and so so Enthralla gives, um, you know, they have so Enthralla. So the whole fight is determined by Enthralla and Dark Devil having a staring contest, basically. <laughs> and she flinches because she, of course, sees the demon. She's like, no! And, she, and she's so horrified that she passes out at, what right. she, at the end of his... Because, you know, your, 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 your angst and demoness is too much for me. And so <laughs> falls up, falls down. And, um, yeah. and then um, Hope Pym kind of realizing the jig is up she runs. She tries to run away, and she run, and she literally runs smack into Uncle Hasbin's hand. <laughs> okay. Yep. Talk to the palm because you're about to and fall like a bomb. Knocked, yeah. fall, gets knocked, falls down, knocks unconscious, and she's you know, and she can't, you know, can't, they, of course, there's a thing about how you know, 
you know, what, you know, and so everything's back normal. And then we get to the final page in which yeah. Mayday decides, and Mayday decides, well, um, he says, dwelling and, you know, kind of felt like dwelling on dad's death made me a danger to herself. And so she decided to symbolically kind of put, put that behind her aunt by getting herself another new costume. Which is kind of a, and it's actually kind of neat. It's kind of a combination of. It's not bad. Yeah, it's a combination of the original, um, of her original Scarlet Spider suit and also uh, Peter's classic red and blues. And so it's kind of a nice. It's got, it's got nice web yeah, pits too. Yeah, it's got web pits in there, yeah. And so it's kind of a nice melding of the two, kind of to show that, yeah, okay, if we're going to call her Spider Woman, we're, why, you know, kind of show that, yeah, it's a grown up version of Spider Girl. That's, I think mm-hmm. that's what is reflected there. So. For that re- I mean, not enough necessarily to recommend the backup necessarily. I mean, it's kind of a again, it's kind of the same as the first one. It's kind of a C plus thing, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's an it's a, it's still it's a nice um, it's a nice way to end it off and everything. And of course, and mm-hmm. you can catch up with Mayday over in Web Warriors, which we reviewed earlier in the podcast. So. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Ashley, we've got two issues left with you. We've got Spider-Gwen number one and two, Radioactive Spider-Gwen, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the title they've, yeah. they decided to go with for the... Slapped it on. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they managed to find another adjective they could use with Spider-Blank <laughs> that hadn't been used already and that actually fit. So, Well, uh, what's weird is because, I mean, in the official catalog, they're still calling it Spider-Gwen. They're not calling it yeah. Radioactive Spider-Gwen. For, I think it's the Spider-Gwen Volume 2 is what I've been seeing it as. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm digging the new title. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yep. Good. Um, and it's we have, what, Jason Latour on writing again, and then Robbie Rodriguez and Rico Renzi doing the art and color, respectively. So same team as before. But uh, in this first issue, we have a two-parter called, uh, what was it, Great Power, I think, is mm-hmm. the kind of yep. title for it. Yeah, Great Power. Yeah. We open on the this convenient, this uh, hot dog store, Dollar Dog, which is actually where Gwen Stacy is working. But it's currently being robbed by the Bodego Bandit, who, mm-hmm. I mean, he's so... I don't even know how to describe this guy. Like Z List doesn't even be, doesn't even get covered. He is. <laughs> he looks like Zoro without the cape. or trying to be. It's a matching <laughs> with a matching pug, and he's <laughs> he's holding this guy up with a corn dog, demanding more corn dogs. And he's uh, try the, pitching that in a in a meeting. <laughs> so we got this guy with a pug gonna rob a hot dog store. And then and then and he and the pug have matching hats and. Hats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, yeah, approve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even even the owner <laughs> isn't taking it. He's like, he's like, oh man, man you really are the worst. Because when I rob a hot dog spot, well, I'm it's a corn dog worst. spot. So yeah, apparently, because in this universe, apparently, corn dogs are like you know as big as Mc as Mickey D's. Apparently, so oh. <laughs> it, it's like that Sonic TV show. What the Chili Dogs? Like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> But he sends he sends his dog Bandito, haha, surprise. Sends him to go make sure the coast is clear. So the dog goes and walks off outside and starts horking down the corn dog. But uh <laughs> rising out of the sewer grate comes uh what looks to be the lizard and just a yep. reminder to back to the in the previous volume of Spider Gwen, the lizard was actually Peter Parker and he had become the lizard in hopes of Becoming a superhero and you know an inspiration like 
Spider-Woman, you know, Gwen Stacy in this universe, but the, uh, during the fight, or because of, I can't remember if it was during the fight he was injured, or it was ultimately the, uh, the lizard serum that, uh, that just overtook him, but he ultimately died mm-hmm. in, yeah. in her origin story. So this is hearkening back to that. We have the reemergence of the lizard. So we cut to Gwen Stacy, who's living on her own now and trying to be responsible, except she is late for her first day of work at the Dr. Dog. So she's swinging off in her costume, and she calls up her dad, uh, Captain Stacy, to let him know, because she says, I know you're going to hear this anyway, so I want to make sure you hear it from me. She's trying to convince him you're being, um, he's like, you're convincing that she's being responsible. But uh, he has to go because he's having a conversation with uh, Gene DeWolf, who confronts him about the um, the Spider Woman case, which looks like is going to be handed off to Frank Castle, who in this universe, you know, he's not the Punisher yet, I don't believe, but he's one of Captain. But he's he's, he's the bad cop, basically. Yeah, he's the bad cop, exactly. So she's questioning him, saying, "Is like you know, after everything that's." You know, this whole manhunt that we've had going on with Spider-Woman, you're saying it was just a, a, you know, a mistake. And, of course, since he knows the truth now, he's saying, you know, Spider-Woman's innocent. He knows that she's his daughter, and he's going to do everything it takes to protect her, even if that means, um, you know, being taken off the case. He says, you know, if, you know, they can take me off the case, they can take my badge, you know, Frank Castle can do whatever he wants, but I'm still going to do my job. Right. And let's see here, uh, and she goes on saying that um you know you can you can say all that you can give your little speech and you know be the good cop, and she unveils like the latest development on the case is just they have uh they have six wounded veterans who disappeared in the past month and yet and at the same time they've had a bunch of uh alligator sightings is what they've been classified as. Coming up all over the city. Because they got a taste for corn dogs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and apparently, corn dogs are just on every block around the city. I guess so. Unless they're bread and butter. Yeah. He, Hot dog and batter. <laughs> yep. says, so, yeah, so Captain Stacy says, you know, I finally have a lead on, you know, Peter Parker's killer because the the world at large doesn't know that he had, you know, he was that he was the lizard. They still think that. He was murdered, and that his killer is at large. So that's what this whole case is about. Is that I finally got a lead on it, and so we cut back to Gwen, who's found the Bodego Bandit, the fearsome Bodego Bandit, who's crying in a dumpster, holding on to the collar of Bandito, which is that's Bandito. I think I think I think Bandito was uh, went off to that farm. He he found a farm. He became a corn dog without <laughs> the uh, batter. <laughs> he was he definitely wasn't eaten by the lizard. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so after uh, not really getting many answers out of him, he's kind of grief stricken. Uh, Spider Gwen moves from the Bodego Bandit to Midtown High, where she goes searching through the records to see if she can find um, their. Uh, one of the employer, one of the teachers, who is Dr. Kirk Connors, who in this universe is one of the teachers at their high school. 
And we, we cut back to, uh, looks like immediately after Peter's uh, transformation and subsequent death, she's questioning him. You know, she had questioned him in the past, like saying, did you do this? Did you turn him into that monster? And he says, you know, I, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I swore I never do this, but it looks like now he's, uh, he's gone AWOL and he's just vanished without a trace. So Gwen's pretty torn up about it. She's like, I can't believe he lied to me. I can't believe I fell for it. And she's kind of, she goes back into her memories, uh, reminiscing about Peter and the events leading up to his transformation. Your computer is getting hot. Oh, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about yeah. that. It's it wants a corn dog. <laughs> oh, it's cooking corn dogs is what it's okay, called. Well, there you go. Sit tight. I'm going to run over to Walmart and get some corn dogs, all right? <laughs> Put the podcast on hold. There you go. Uh, so pretty much we see exactly what happened that night. Is Harry, Harry Osborne was trying to ask Corral and... Peter went all no she he doesn't say it but you see him like snapping his pencil because he's getting pissed off because he had a thing for Gwen and then he gets in an altercation with Harry and then he that triggers the transformation he calls him a traitor and starts terrorizing the high school and so of course it's it's very Christine it's very Stephen King Christine at this point <laughs> you know or Carrie actually Carrie yeah I think Christine yeah. was the car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Christine was the car. <laughs> I'm just thinking that because because Peter's acting like the guy in uh, the the uh, the guy in Christine, but so but yeah, yeah. but it, but uh, yeah, Carrie's it's sort of more appropriate there. Yeah, and so we have the flashback to when he's dying in her arms, saying, "I just want to be special like you." And Gwen continues to blame herself, saying that she should have had the power to stop this. So with that, uh, with that reaffirmed in our collective consciousness. She's gone digging through the sewers, throwing corn dogs left and right out of a. Oh God, she's got a backpack full of corn dogs. I don't want. To. <laughs> I feel sorry for whatever. You know, Miles has a hamburger in his pocket. pants. Yeah, that's three, yeah, three, that's three like, weeks old. Oh. Yeah. Gwen has corn dogs in her backpack. But yeah, always, but the backpack probably smells much better than Miles's outfit at this point. Because. <laughs> <laughs> and I think these these corn dogs look a little fresher than three weeks old. Yeah, that's true. She's going yeah. around trying to draw out the lizards. And she finds them, all of them. So she, oh. she automatically assumes that the uh, the first one she sees is Dr. Connors, which I think is actually, turns out to be accurate. But she gets immediately assaulted by, what, five or six more. And it looks like she's going to, you know, have to fight her way out. But, you know, it's looking kind of kind of dire for her when suddenly a shield, very familiar looking shield, comes slicing through the panel. And we look, she looks up, and there's the Spider-Gwen Universe version of Captain America, who's, tell, who's telling her to stand down, and that these uh, the lizards are the property of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. and she points at Spider-Woman and proclaims that she's under arrest. Well, there you go. That's, All right, what, what's your grade for this one? I gave this one an A-. minus. This one, okay. I felt like it was a really good place to start, kind of going digging back into the origin for Gwen. The first fighter, Gwen, and we um, we were going back to that, and so it, it was a good place. Like if you're going to do reboot, that was a good place to start it because you're you're both. Yeah. It, it was diving into new territory and it's expanding on kind of the 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 newness, like the kind of you know the new designs and the 
the reimaginings of all the different characters, especially no, I, Captain America in this issue. Cause she's, uh, she's, I think her name was Samantha Wilson. She's an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she actually has a pretty cool backstory. They get into it in like a little side panel mm-hmm. at the, um, at the end of the second volume, but she's pretty well fleshed out in that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so any cons? Any What's cons, your cons? I'd say, mm, it was a bit repetitive. It drags on a bit. Like I think mm-hmm. this is more for, like as an as a reboot, it was more kind. Of, it was getting people back into it. So it was a lot of the stuff we'd seen before, such as uh, Gwen blaming herself for Peter's death. It's like we've seen that so many times, and then to get it again, right here. Yeah. So it starts to feel a little redundant. Do you and actually, uh, do, do you think that this issue kind of suffers for the fact that we don't, even though we're getting flashbacks of. Uh, when Gwen knew Peter when he became the lizard, do you think we felt like we maybe should have gotten that before this one, at least like a full story of of how Peter became the lizard before we got into this? Because we never really got that with the other one in the first, last volume either. Yes, there is a point where it gets a little confusing, and I, I noted that as one of my columns more in the second issue because that's when they kind of start discussing it a little more in depth. Right. And I found myself getting kind of confused, like, what exactly happened? Like, what what happened versus what is the narrative that came out of it? And so what are mm-hmm. the, the goals of each opposing side, like the police force and then Spider-Woman? Mm-hmm. And then, so it, it, it gets pretty confusing right there. I think, I don't know, I don't, I do like the way they're, that they've been doing it with the flashbacks, because I think it kind of, it feels a little more natural. It's mm-hmm. not the kind of like, oh, I'm yeah. flashing back and I'm going through this scene exactly as it happens. We kind of get this more emotionally driven sequence right. of movies, which feels more organic. And I like yeah. that. But I think they could deliver the information a little more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We've got the second issue now. Okay. Jumping right to it. So let me shuffle my notes here. I want a corn dog now. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Please don't, actually, I don't really. I, don't. I prefer just regular hot dogs. Actually, yeah. I want well, a hot dog for so long. Don't remind me. As long as, <laughs> as long as you don't put ketchup on it, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, you got the mustard. We just mustard. had a. We've had so much food here. We've had chicken parm sandwiches from Spider Ham. We've had the <laughs> no gold just, hamburger from Miles. And Miles. <laughs> Man. Oop. I hope I hope everyone listening has something to snack on while they're eating because yeah. I know I'm getting hungry. That's right. Okay. So this time, uh, the Great Power Part 2 of Issue 2 of Radioactive Spider-Gwen, we open on um, a conversation between Ben, not really, he's not really Uncle Ben in this in this universe, I guess, but Ben Parker and Captain Stacy. And he's just, you know, they're over there being neighbors, they're really close. And Stay, Captain Stacy drops the bomb that, uh, you know, I think I'm I'm close to finding Peter's killer and that it wasn't actually Spider-Woman. So he drops that on him. And that's what we that 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 sets the mood and you know starts us off. And getting into the comic proper, we have the confrontation between Spider-Woman and Captain America, <clears throat> which Gwen is Gwen is complaining. She's like, "Oh, don't tell me you hate me too." You know, like everyone else is ragging on me. You're my dad's favorite. And, you know, Captain America, I think, you know, just Sam in this universe is all straight-laced and just ignores her. But she starts, they start taking on the lizards. Gwen beats them all up and then she has to fight uh, 
She has to fight Captain America simultaneously. You kind of have a sequence here. She's cracking a bunch of jokes, being, I don't know, typical spider suit person, I guess. Bad jokes. That is true. It's not. It's not really Gwen Stacy from the Six One Six. It definitely sounds more Peter Parker ish. It's more Peter Parker as a chick and a blonde. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> she's uh she she's doing a little spiel here where she's trying to drop a bunch of stupid jokes like uh, a reptile dysfunction. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's almost as bad as uh, Dino Thor. <laughs> 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 Probably to not tie it all in together. Yeah, yeah. but the dinosaur does not quite have the same level of innuendo as that. I guess <laughs> so. Spider Gwen for the mature audience. That's but right. she's trying to she's trying to get a laugh out of uh, out of Captain America, and of course she's you know she's straight laced and isn't taking any of it. Doesn't even crack a smile. And before uh, before she can really get going, she Captain America cracks her across the jaw, and knocks her out, and. It, we have a good little transition here. I like. She says, "She's like, she's pretty much saying like, how is she so strong, you know, and so fast?" And she's, "Oh right, duh." And then we have a little title page uh, introducing this brief little backstory for Captain America. It says, "Oh duh, she's Captain America." And we get into this very very brief thing showing where Sam Wilson was part of the Project Rebirth. And instead of uh, instead of Steve, you know, being the the success in there, you know, in the project, he was actually. It, this is one where they glaze again, like what Mike was he saying. He gets shot kind of, or something. By, he gets by shot. The, I don't know by who. I mean, Peggy's the well, one. Well, the same. It's the same. But I think presumably it's the same person who shot uh, Doctor Erskine uh, okay. from the. Yeah. So. And I, I see I see Peggy holding the gun, and my my suspicions are kind of raised, but I don't think that's the impression <laughs> they're going for. But anyway, no. he instead of instead of being the successful candidate, he was shot, and that left Sam to be the one to undergo the process <clears throat> and become Captain America. But unlike Steve, you know, Captain Steve Rogers, instead of being frozen in time, that is that is the you know like the. Yeah, because the comics, right? He was frozen. Yeah. Steve, Steve gets frozen. Yeah. Steve like gets it, frozen it's in like the Arctic, right? It's a, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. exactly. Okay. I want to make sure that was well. They can take a completely different spin here, and they say she's the, the Nazis have mastered interdimensional time travel, apparently, and she gets sent to another dimension, and then she's she's lost for that amount of time, lost in time for seventy five years, and she's going through the dimensions trying to find her way home. Which she ultimately does, and she becomes a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is led here by Peggy Carter instead of uh, Nick Fury. And she and Peggy Carter, of course, has an eye patch, right? Yeah. Because yep. every, every director of S.H.I.E.L.D. apparently <laughs> has to have an eye patch on. Uh, it, it doesn't matter their gender, their their race, their no, whatever, the as long as they have an eye patch. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so we, we come back to uh, the story proper with Spider-Gwen. Waking up, coming to, and uh, Captain America has cuffed her and um, applying some kind of suppressant, suppressing agent. Hang on, my cat's outside. Bogey! Bogey, stop! <laughs> he, he wants a corn dog. He, he Are you sure there's no lizards out there trying to take duct up, <laughs> up your cat? <laughs> he wants to come in here. <clears throat> alone. 
but yeah, so she's she's cuffed Gwen, and she's applying some kind of suppressing agent to the um to the lizard, and she, which she she clarifies that the lizard the lizard mutagen cannot be cured, but it can only be suppressed. And she she she's interrogating Spider Woman, saying it's like you know you you said Kurt Connors, you know who is he to you, and what's your connection to Silk? So of course we're all wondering what the heck is Silk? Is this is this uh, Cindy? Are we talking about Cindy here? And maybe no, so maybe she'll make an appearance. We don't know. Well, there is that Spider Women series coming up, so no, that's so maybe Silk is the organization here. That's <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but and Silk Number One hasn't come out yet. I don't nope. think. Yeah, the Superior Silk, I think, is what they're calling it. Superior <laughs> Silk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, um, Silky Smooth. I don't know what would be another name. Of, of, <laughs> Upon hearing that the, you know, about the lizard mutagen, Gwen's kind of like, she's, she's triggered her. She's like, no, 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 this 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 can't be Peter's legacy. This can't be, you know, all that is left of him. And she's, you know, saying, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't understand what actually happened here. Peter's the one who created the lizard. You know, there is no one else. And she never told anyone about it. It was supposed to have ended with him. And this is where... Mike and I were talking earlier about what exactly did happen. There's kind of a lot of confusion, especially about mm-hmm. Kurt Connors being brought into this and why. Like, why did she think he was um, he would that he was relevant at all to this? We, right. we never see why. You know, the impetus behind you know why she went after him in the first place and why mm-hmm. she's you know kind of zeroing in on him in particular. We never see that. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some confusion here. I think there's there's some miscommunication, which is unfortunate. But right. it seems like what the version of the story that Captain America has is that um, Peter was killed during the fight with the lizard, and the lizard is some separate entity, and that the ones that have emerged here, um, along with that lizard, the original one, were created by this organization called Silk and that they're all connected when what Gwen is saying is that Peter it was an isolated incident that Peter was the lizard that was that there's no other connection and then we suddenly have these other lizards emerging as well Th- that and, Connors may have taken the formula or something maybe and- yeah so th- there's a lot of confusion there mm-hmm. but uh she's talking about Peter bogey bogey chill <laughs> uh, it's the Feed me corn doctor, Cat is saying. Now He wants he wants to say his piece. Or a three week old hamburger. <laughs> but yeah, so Kurt Connors hears her overhears her talking about Peter and he says he's, he's like, Peter Parker, I remember and it starts for some reason starts triggering a transformation within him within him. So Captain America notices this, she's like, you know, Spider Woman, get behind me and Kurt fully transforms, demanding what happened to Peter, and charges. But before we can find out the uh, aftermath of that, we cut to this universe's Falcon, who is spying on um, Gene DeWolf and, I believe, the owner of the Dollar Dog. Yes, the Dollar Dog. Yeah, so Gwen's boss. They're trying to hunt down who just see who it was that went after his, uh, who ransacked his restaurant and took his, you know, took his corn dogs, whatever. He did that. <laughs> the corn dog mystery. Yeah, Falcon, Falcon's whining and pouting because he can't shoot them. He's supposed to be keeping them out of the sewer, which 
they're about to go down. But before he can do anything, he's given a direct order from uh, from Director Carter that he can't shoot anyone. So they uh, they go in down the sewer after uh, after Captain America and Spider Gwen, unbeknownst to them. So back to back to those two. So Kurt Connors' lizard is attacking, you know, swiping at at Captain America. And, you know, Gwen's like, no, Captain America. Sorry, my acting's not as good as Mike's. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, <laughs> no. well, we can't all be good. But <laughs> <laughs> so she comes in, and, and Connors is going, Parker, Parker. And Gwen says, stop saying his name, and beats him upside the head. And she's just, this is just driving her mad, because it's just, it's just bringing up all the memories of the guilt and everything that her, her failure, her personal failure. And... She, yeah, she's she's kind of she's she's having like a PTSD flashback here. It's pretty dramatic. She mm-hmm. ends up just cowering on the floor, just saying, "You know, no, Peter, please no." And it looks like the you know the lizard's looming over her when suddenly he's shot in the back, and we see Jean DeWolf uh, is right behind them. But the lizard turns on her, is about to rip her to shreds when the Falcon sends his little Falcon thing. <laughs> robo bird. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a little robot. He sends it after the lizard and starts pecking him. So Captain America manages to get over to Gwen, pulls her to her feet, and says, "Like you know, the you're out of your weight class. We've got to get out of here. You know, we've got to retreat." But Gwen says, "You know, I'm not. I'm not one of your soldiers. You know, I'm not like you. I'm here to help people and do everything I can, no matter what. Because you know, great power, great responsibility." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shoots her web at the ceiling above, above the lizard, and she's just her goal here is just to rip the entire thing down and bring it upon him. So Captain America is actually like, well, okay, if that's your plan, I'm going to help you. So they, with their combined strength, they manage to pull down a big chunk of the ceiling and they crush, and they crush uh, Doctor Kurt Connor's lizard under it. And then he, I guess the the force, the the trauma of it forces him to to untransform. Yeah. And we have the aftermath here. We have uh, Falcons kind of getting on Captain America because she let she let Spider Gwen go. She let her let her get out. I guess they had some kind of reconciliation there. And you know she's having none of it. She's just like you know there's a chain of command. I don't answer to you. Piss off. And why did you allow, you know, the Detective DeWolf come down here and, you know, get involved in this? And I say, well, Peggy cleared her, you know, Carter cleared her. Gene DeWolf decides to get herself involved. And she says, well, hey, you know, Captain America, we're working on the same thing here. Let's work together and, you know, we can gather our collective resources and, you know, figure out, you know, get to the bottom of this. And Captain America tells her, you know, so I don't, you know, I think that's the case. It's not going to happen because she, um, as Gwen said, she says Connors wasn't the one responsible for that. He, for the Midtown High incident, he's a copycat. He and all the rest of the lizards that they have gathered in the sewer were lab rats created by Silk. And she informs her that if you want to know anything about your case, then look into what happened to Peter Parker. 
And with that, we get back to become full circle with the opening interaction between um, Ben and George Stacy, where he told her that Spider-Woman wasn't responsible for the death of, you know, his nephew, Peter. And he says, you know, I've been removed from the case, but I'm still going to, uh, to do everything in my power to find the truth and give that to you, which Ben, you know, says, like, you, you know, do that, and he tells him very seriously, when you do, you know, you need to tell us all of it, even if it's, you know, not what we want to hear, mm-hmm. can't protect us from the truth. <clears throat> close with Spider-Gwen going back to uh, the Bodega Bandit and his dumpster, which, this just gets more depressing. I think it was <laughs> and she's found a little rat or hamster or some little character in this. And I can tell you from personal experiences that hamsters are much harder to take care of than dogs. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) never had one. I'm good. She's dressed up in a little hat and bandit mask. And that's his new, that's supposed to replace his dog. And that concludes great power. There you go. So what's your grade on that one? This one, I gave a B, which, um, I think the, the issues that were present in in the first issue, right, yeah, the problems that were present in the first issue were more pronounced here, especially what we were talking about as far as how the the original the, the stuff with the Peter Parker being the lizard and how Spider Gwen was involved with that that wasn't really delivered very well here. We needed more details to get a firmer grasp of kind of the conflict there like which what happened versus the narrative that had been spun you kind of have like this is being it looks like there are three different angles that are being um kind of coming to a head here what with uh well the the silk and the copycats and shield being added onto that and just creating more confusion so that that bogged it down a lot but as for the where minutes ago yeah, as for the strengths, um, my pluses, yeah. uh, the same as the first, I liked the, um, I just, I just liked how everything yeah. was delivered. There's the, there's, yeah. the, the art's pretty too. Yeah, the art's really great. And I know, I know JR was complaining about it before, about it, you know, all the neon pink and green that we had. That's, that's been toned down a lot. It's a lot easier on the eyes now. It's not quite mm-hmm. as glaring. But you still get all the like it's very colorful and it's very stylized and it's so, it almost reminds me a little bit a like if you're, if you're taking stills of an of an of a cartoon <clears throat> and and it, and it kind of feels like you're when you look it doesn't feel like they're drawings it almost feels like they're you know, like if you took while watching an animated cartoon or something and you press the pause button it kind of has that it kind of has that feeling so because it feels like it's, it's very oh, yeah. It feels like it moves like every single panel. I mean, so on uh, that he does uh, that uh, Robbie Rodriguez does on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very great. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, it's it's um it's <clears throat> nice really, second relaunch, huh? And I guess we're still just waiting to find out what the heck Silk is. It's the, it's the kind of issue that leaves you with a little more questions and answers. Questions, answers, it's yeah. Not, it's not very fulfilling, but I mean that that's kind of the point sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you take what you can get. Yeah. 
All right, I've got two issues. I'm going to go through them pretty fast. Have you guys, either one of you, read all new, all, all different Avengers one? Uh, yeah, big. I, I come. I did, yeah. <clears throat> okay, this one's written by Mark Wade and pencils by a Cubert, Adam Cubert, who just came off of the Renew Your Vows oh, run. Oh, he, well, he was a pencil in this. Okay, I thought it was somebody else. Oh well, no, it's Adam Cubert. Oh well, okay. <clears throat> Look, looks very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, to renew your vows, which was good artwork. Yep. Uh, sticking uh, at, the reason we're reviewing this title is because Miles Morales is on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it opens up with the Falcon saving a uh, bunch of family going off of a bridge, um, and as he brings them back up to the bridge, uh, a whole bunch of kids try to take selfies and sell Girl Scout cookies to him. <laughs> and Tony Stark is also on the bridge and is broke, evidently. Well, he and says he's cash. It's more like he's cash poor because apparently some. It's something about. Wasn't it something about the fact that he's whatever time he spent away from his company? Or, what? He's been he's been away he's been away six months and he says his company has suffered from it, so he's a bit poor. Yeah. He says so he's on, now yeah. there's. Now there's not really an Avengers. There's a couple people with using the name, but there's not really a main Avengers title. And, Even though uh, all their books are called Avengers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they're dismantling the Avengers Tower, blah, blah, blah. They're emptying out stuff inside the, the Avengers Tower. Uh, the guy that's uh, – there's an evil guy with a green tie. I don't know what his name is. We Do don't know. I kind exactly. of think it might be – because it doesn't tell us who it is. I kind of get a Loki vibe from this guy, though. Yeah, I did too. And, Cause and it's cause he's talking. Maybe it's because he's talking to a Chitari or something. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Stark is like, "What? You, you you powered everything down, and etc." Anyway, some strange alien, a Chitari, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. from the Avengers movie. <clears throat> Comes out of a box, uh, causes havoc, etc. And then the Chitari talks to the evil guy with the green tie, <clears throat> and is uh, wanting to. Uh, take over the planet, and they are like, hey, we're being watched, and it's by Miles Morales. And he says, sorry to re- interrupt, I was just swinging by to use the little boy's room, is it free? <clears throat> so, they blast Miles outside of the Stark Tower, and uh, Miles is falling to the ground, saves a pedestrian, and as Miles is falling, Tony Str- Stark gets him by the uh, the ankle, and picks him up with his flying car, Mm-hmm. And he yells, hey, it's trademark infringement, kid. I know you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to tell me why I had to double back because you just blew up what used to be my building? And Miles is like, I'm usually much better at this. And that wasn't me, I swear. I was just swinging by. I saw an electrical flare, and I went to check it out. An alien, big, angry alien. So that's the uh, extent of Miles' involvement. To- <clears throat> Tony transforms his car like a transformer. Yeah. And Hulkbuster... <laughs> Armor and begins to fight the Shatari inside Speaking the building. Of trademark infringement, man. <clears throat> I mean, geez. Yeah. And then Miles shows up. Wait, is it hot in here or is it just. Uh, there you go. And then the Shatari blows everybody up and Miles is passed down on the ground. Yeah. Uh, I'll give this one a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's lackluster for a beginning. Yeah. Uh, the art is, is a pro. Uh, the the trademark infringement kid line is a positive. Uh, Con, it doesn't make me want to pick up the second issue. When I think of the Avengers, I don't think of this team. No. Uh, uh, so, eh. Okay, uh, another the other book I'm going to re- review, this is the last one of the show, is Carnage, uh, number one, written by uh, Jerry Conway. Yeah. 
There you go. And Mike Perkins on art. Mm-hmm. I like this one. This was actually interesting, actually. I did not expect to like this no, one. No, so because, I mean, Justin, if you're thinking about the premise of this thing, because they described it as sort of like a, a – like because Conway, I thought he was describing it a little bit as a um, – almost like yeah. a Dracula kind of comic a little bit, where Dracula is kind of the, the – even though he's the villain protagonist, and then you have this group of people trying to stop him, but it, it, the, the first issue was positive. Mm-hmm. Real quick, did you guys? What do you guys think of Avengers? Did you have the same vibe? Or I kind of thought I kind of thought all new, all different Avengers was kind of a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. It just it just feels. I mean, it's not one of Wade's strongest things, no. mainly because no. it just you're still at this point where if you're going back to your um, like if you had your talk with um, oh gosh. Um, Oh, I quickly uh, Jim Shooter. How he one yeah. of the biggest problems he says about comics today is the decompression, and that kind of feels like we're, we, the team is not even put together yet, and we're still having these just three guys in the main story, and so it's just at this. Point. Do you happen to Do you happen to read it, Ashley? I think I was actually thinking of the preview for it, or one of the initial uh, uh, the preview. Of this. The free comic book day issue of this thing was probably That's it. I, yeah, yeah, because that that, that yeah. one had Kamala being kind of a dumbass in it, and I was kind of pissed at how they were. Well, about. in this, there's a backup in this one involving uh, Kamala and yeah. uh, the Sam yeah, Alexander and Nova. Nova. And mm-hmm. where they're and, and you know that that villain uh, with the green tie is tied into Nova somehow, and I don't read Nova. So oh, is it I guess really? Okay. And that's another con. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the setup of that. Anyway, yeah. Mar- Carnage number one. We start off with uh, rural Minnesota uh, at the uh, Pearl Diner. Cletus is having a uh, having a nice breakfast. Speaking and, of food, uh, <laughs> exactly. He's having some sweet. Ca- no, no. I, he, I thought he was having sweet cakes. No, that's what he's calling the uh, the waitress. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he's he's sitting there having dinner and. And uh, the the television comes on, and it says serial killer Cleavon Cassidy left his mark on countless lives. And uh, Cletus is upset that they're calling him Cleavon, not Cletus. Uh, and uh, they they break in with some uh, information that Cletus didn't know about, which is Manuela Calderon yeah. is the sole survivor. I think it's pronounced uh, Calderon, actually. There you go. Yeah. Uh, he's Cassidy's first confirmed masked. Uh, is the sole survivor of Cassidy's first confirmed mass murder at St. Estes School for Boys. And he's like, Manny, she's alive. And then the, then he kills everyone in the diner with his tentacles. And this one's called The One That Got Away, Part 1. And we find out that uh, that news report was all a setup. And the goal was to uh, bring Cletus in to come finish off the first victim that he missed. It was a trap, it, basically. It's a, just like Admiral Akbar said, it's, it's a trap. A trap. <laughs> uh, we we uh, flash forward over to Gray Ridge, Maine, in West Virginia. Uh, John Jameson is talking to, oh, what is her name? Uh, uh, let's see. Anyway, it's a military gal yeah. that bought some land on top of a mine from a uh, kind of a sleazy investor it, named Barry. It's supposedly abandoned mine, but yeah, an abandoned mine from the mining days in the 1800s, 1900s. Mm-hmm. And John Jameson is like, "Oh, so you set this up? You've got sonic traps, you got sonic cannons. We're going to lure uh, Cletus and trap him and use uh, his first victim here." So there's greetings, and it just so happens uh, who the security firm is also hired. Eddie Brock, because when I'm looking for security, I'm looking for a former disgraced newspaper man to provide security. Because, <laughs> you know, newspaper guys, they know how to work the weapons. Anyway, they, they reveal that they brought in Eddie 
the same way they did with um, uh, Flash Thompson. They've got a control on him and uh, etc. So they can control Eddie. Whenever and they, they go need into this whole. Don't they go into this whole thing about okay? Oh, trying to bring people up to date. Like who's who? You know, in terms of yes, like who, and, which symbiote is he now? You know, Ed, Eddie is Toxin, and Toxin. Uh, Eddie killed the old Toxin to get the suit. And Eddie explains that uh, basically Toxin was split off from Carnage, making Toxin Venom's grandkid, making me kind of my own granddad. Yeah, which is uh, my own, yeah well, you, how, how confusing that shit is. Now, many, many years ago when I was 23. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, the group that's trying to lure Ca- Cassidy in is watching all the monitors, and of course, we cut to a couple people. They're like, hmm, you see anything? Nope. Oh, red tendrils right around my neck. I'm dead. Uh, so he, Cletus starts taking them off one by one, so he eventually gets uh, into the facility, and he goes after Manny. And as he goes after her, they hit the button, and the sonics go off. And you hear him screaming, and um, the plan B did not work because the ground underneath this facility... It was an old mine. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, what? you never told us about this. Uh, and, and so Eddie Brock says, it's time to bring in Plan B, which is what I am. So Cletus is trapped under an old abandoned mine underneath this facility. And John Jameson is loading up his weapons along with uh, Eddie. And they go and search for Cletus uh, several layers down beneath the earth. And, and, and why do we get the feeling that this is probably going to be very much like um, aliens, or does, yes. does it say, you know, very much oh, the time, man. <laughs> game over <laughs> game over, man we're going to get Bill Paxton uh, the, the last couple yeah, the class level lines are, don't worry about me, Cauldron after all alone, underground in the dark with a super powered mass murderer what's the worst c- could happen? Oh. you'll find out in issue number two of Carnage uh, Pro, uh, I liked it um, I'm not a big Carnage, I mean I was skeptical when I found out Carnage is going to get his own title. I'm like, well... And I, I was kind of ho-hum with uh, Conway's uh, mini with... What's her name? Oh, with uh, the Wraith. Yeah, the, the, one, Wraith. the one with the... Um, yeah, what was it called? Spiral. Spiral, yeah. And I was just... But this is not bad. No. The artwork okay. The setup's good. Mm-hmm. He's going after his first victim that he missed. The premise is okay. It's a, it's a nice start to an issue that I could... This will probably run a year. Yeah, I, I mean it's it. I mean, because my impression of the thing was, because um, I mean, I know I, I, when I also kind of read this thing too, of just skimming over it out of curiosity, because I also kind of thought the thing about the whole symbiote shuffle there that they had, yeah. but but I kind of like Brock in this Eddie Brock with doing the yeah, I, put, I, me I, in, I coach, like, put me in all this time because yeah. you know I kind of wish like, he was still Venom though in this scenario. That would I mean. Or anti-venom or something. Yeah, but it, but it's nice, kind of like with Starbrand and Nightmask, to see the characters from Spider-Man's world that what they're doing now mm-hmm. because Lord Peter is uh, yeah. So what what's happening to Carnage? What's happening to Eddie Brock? We haven't seen Eddie Brock in years. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen John Jameson in a long time. Oh no! So it's nice, nice for Conway to bring all these people with one mission uh, to do something, mm-hmm. and it just it, it flowed. I guess that's my the con. Uh, Conway having to work with uh, all the backstory yeah. and Eddie, all that stuff, but that's really not his fault. He's just setting up what's happening in the story. Mm-hmm. So I give this one a B. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's 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 solid. Yeah. All right, I think that's a wrap. About after two hours. Jeez. Well, Eleven 
11 comics. <laughs> well, there you go. And some of us didn't quite make it all the way through, apparently. We lost some people. I like Croc and, and Jameson down that tunnel in Carnage number two. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs>